Welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. Wise Guys is your home to interact with the worldwide community of BYU fans in a variety of ways. We're your hosts, Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler. What you're about to hear is the audio recording from our weekly live broadcast. We invite you to join us for the show live every week to chat with us and with other BYU fans. You can find the schedule and watch live at wiseguys.com. That's ysguys.com. Thanks for listening and go Cougs. We all know Tuesday's the best day of the week. Welcome to the Wise Guys. Dave McCann here at our undisclosed location in Provo. And look, there's Blaine Fowler in New York tonight. That's how big this show has become. We've got, we were coast to coast. Yeah, I, I like how you're in an undisclosed location, but I'm in a disclosed. I'm disclosed. I'm in New York. Yeah, it's big enough, though, no one could find you. No one could find you. <laughs> what are you true. doing back there, by the way? I was back for some meetings, and there wasn't any way to get back in time. So, uh, so I'm sitting in a hotel, uh, a hotel that we, I think we should leave undisclosed. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a Marriott, and and you know, we're not, we you know we support the Marriott family. Yeah, and as long as the Wi-Fi holds up, we'll be kind to them. Yeah, and, and by the way, I got the the fastest of the Wi-Fi's. You know, how you can choose different Wi-Fi's. I got the fast Wi-Fi. Is that a thing, so. or are they just trying to rip you off? Is no, a thing. I, well, they, they charge extra for the fast Wi-Fi, but <laughs> because I stay in Marius like a bazillion times, and that's not exaggerating, I get no matter what level of Wi-Fi it is, I get it for free. So I was driving through I was driving through Wendy's the other day, and I got a single, and they, and the guy asked me, "Do you want a single, double, or a triple?" And I said, a "Is it is the triple a thing? Do people actually order the triple hamburger?" And he goes, "All the time." And I go, "Well, I'm not man enough. I'm just going to do the single." And that's it. But apparently that's a thing, too. You know, back when I was in school, a couple of my teammates, we used to go to um, Burger King. We get the double beef Whopper, double the beef. So that's yeah. a quad. That's Think a, about that. For you guys me. are real men. You guys are real men. No. That's got to be. Doesn't a quad um, Whopper have to be like 3,000 plus calories or maybe four? I don't know. I don't know, but it's it's uh, knocking on the door of some kind of giant heart attack. I know that. If you're a lineman and you're trying to put weight on, though, you, you just do what you have to do, and <laughs> so you get a double beef whopper, double the beef. What a week we got. BYU and Notre Dame Saturday night in Las Vegas, and we got a lot to talk about to preview the big game, including the uniform reveal, which we're going to show you in just a second, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is amazing. Can't, can't wait for everybody to get a chance to see it if they haven't seen it already. Dwayne Oak, Oaks is going to join us. He's the BYU Alumni Association Southwest Chapters. And we'll get the lowdown on all the activities for Las Vegas ahead of Saturday night's game. There's going to be more BYU fans. No, no, we should be. But, but there's going to be more BYU fans in there than people thought. I'm, I'm going to oh, guess yeah, at BYU, least 20,000. BYU fans are sneaky. We know that. <laughs> and they, it's like, well, there's only going to be so many available. Hey, what's available and what BYU comes up with through other channels, like buying them from Notre Dame and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm telling you, they're sneaky. They'll be there. I tell you, it's exciting. It's going to be quite the weekend. The new top 25 poll puts BYU in prime position for making a case as a New Year's Six candidate, provided they win this weekend. So they're right there on the cusp of uh, of a shot at the big time. Maybe their best shot in a long time because they're, they don't have to go schedule a Coastal Carolina. they got a schedule that can get them there. Yeah. Remember, that, that year where they had a schedule Coastal was the COVID year. They didn't yeah. have a P5 on schedule. Right. And so, and you know what? Sometimes things build on one another. I think last season's success against the pack and, and all of that put them in a position where they have respect right now. And they're going to the, it's the combination of last season and the fact they're going into the big 12 
and this schedule gives them respect. I believe if they win this week and next week against Arkansas, that they're probably in the top 12, maybe in the top 10 at that point. Yeah. And then they're right where they need to be and go on a, go on a string of games. And, and finish and with Stanford Thanksgiving weekend, which will be that last boost. Yep. And I, it's and The schedule sets up really, really well. Hey, how about this last week? You, you and I were there. Uh, BYU wins the 91st meeting against Utah State. Um, we'll talk about what we liked and didn't like about that matchup. Rob Jensen, a BYU alum who draws pictures of dogs, cats, and SpongeBob, and millions of people watch him and his family do it. He's going to be here with us. We'll talk to him about the power of creativity, and we'll meet the entire gang here in just a couple minutes. Yeah, and I, and I love, you know, we, we've we had the chance to branch out on, on this um, podcast, on this show, um, and into a lot of different areas, into entertainment, and this is so cool. Um, and he's he's touched a lot of people all around the world with with his art and with how he teaches kids how to draw. So this is going to be really, really fun. We also have with us Travis Hansen, BYU's basketball team, went 44-1 and at the Marriott Center um, when he was playing, right? that I mean, isn't that nuts that That's they were great. that good? Um, phenomenal leader, great player, but it's his, it's his reach around the world that's changing lives. We're going to talk about what Travis has done since basketball, actually part of the time when he was still playing and then since um, – to, to help uh, children all over the world. Yeah, he's changing the he's changing the world. Uh, good evening to everybody who's uh, hopping on on our live stream of around the world tonight. It's great to have you with us, also live on YouTube as well. For headlines, uh, Arkansas and BYU, that start time's been set October 15th. It's at 1.30 Mountain Time. It'll be broadcast by ABC or ESPN. They're going to wait and see what happens Saturday, both with BYU and Notre Dame and uh, Arkansas and Mississippi State to see which uh, – station they're going to put that on game day will start at 11 30 mountain time on byu tv um our sources that you and i have tell us that we uh, have sources f-35s are going to buzz the stadium during the national anthem that's going to be awesome and and you know what we've i'm a, I'm a little divided in my thoughts on this first of all now this whole stat about byu never loses at night has me nervous that they're going to play in the day yeah. Remember so, that USC game they won in the day when it was like a thousand degrees? That's true. And you and I were down on the sideline just sweating. <laughs> I, I lost fifteen pounds that day. Yeah. But um but for flyovers, nighttime just doesn't do it justice. No. Day, day you got for a great flyover, you gotta be daytime. And I feel like daytime and F thirty fives, those two mix great. I'm pretty pumped about that. So exciting. Um so anyhow, I'm 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 all good with that. Hey, uh quarterback Jaron Hall is named the Kia Player of the Month for September. He completed 120 of 171 passes, 1,438 yards, 12 touchdowns, just one interception. And he was also named to the top 25 watch list for the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award. So starting to get a lot of recognition um, around the country and people talking about him as a very, very high draft pick. He's pretty good, isn't he? And uh, he, is, he is amazing. I'm eager to see what he does with the, the Notre Dame secondary on Saturday. Um, but yeah, if I was putting some dineros down, I'd, I, I wouldn't bet against Jaron Hall. BYU moves up three spots in the AP top 25 from 19 to 16 ahead of the game Saturday. Other BYU opponents in the poll, Oregon's all the way up to 12. Baylor and Arkansas are just outside the top 25. And of course, as mentioned, BYU hosts the Hogs next week. Yeah, I, I was surprised that Baylor dropped out. I thought yeah. they'd be like 20, 23, 24. I, but they're only a couple spots lower 
than I expected. I feel like they should have earned some respect with their league championship last year. And, um, and they lost to BYU and they lost to Oklahoma State, who I look, I think looks like a legit top five team. Yeah, they're the so, best team in the in the Big Twelve. That's for sure. Yeah. So, so why why do the polls drop them right out of the top twenty five? I don't get it, but I do believe they'll play their you know they're going to play themselves back into the top twenty five, and that's going to look really good on BYU's resume come come time to decide whether or not they're in a where they're going to be ranked at the end of the year and whether or not they get into New Year's Six. So that's all good. Um, game day info for for BYU Notre Dame. Um, BYU TV coverage is going to start at 3.30 Mountain Time with game day from Allegiant Stadium and from our Provo Studios. We'll have Spencer down on the field, bringing us all the interviews and all that from there. And then how about Marie Osmond is going to join us live from the field around 3.50 Mountain. Um, and then you, Dave, you sit down with Gunnar Romney and discuss the latest comeback story. I mean, he's got he's got multi, multiple comeback stories. <laughs> um, so the BYU Notre Dame game that's going to kick at five thirty Mountain on NBC with live post game show back on BYU TV as soon as it's over. We'll 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 uh, ride out the evening with you when the game's done. Remember when Marie Osmond was here on this show, she said she committed to being live with us down in Vegas. She's going to be sitting in the owner owner's box. Mark Davis, yep. she's friend with friends with him, and he's got the Raiders. Uh, and a stadium and anything else in Vegas that he wants. And so, yes, she's going to be down on the field. She said she might bring him down with her. So we may have Davis on with us as well. Well, and, you know, when we were talking to her about it, we thought that we would go do a remote there like we did when BYU played Arizona at Allegiant. Yeah. problem was that 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 game, and people are asking why we can't go do it. So I thought we'd explain. That game was owned by, um, by the stadium and by the Las Vegas Convention Bureau, right? Yeah, and and uh, and they gave us permission to come down and do that. This game is owned by Notre Dame, so basically they've taken over everything, and the TV rights are NBC. And they we tried, and they said no. So yeah, they have a credit union that sponsors the Shamrock Series, and we have a credit union that sponsors Game Day. They're not the same, and their credit union wasn't going to let another credit union come in, even though they don't do a pre and post game show. It's just. That's just how it worked out, and so we'll be here in Provo and so watching I'm, it with it's, everybody it's, else. It's got me extra mad, and so I, I feel like it's just one more thing to get worked up about and then <laughs> make the game even more intense. Sure. So there you go. BYU's going to wear black and blue uniforms. Notre Dame's wearing the white tops and the white bottoms with their gold helmets. Now, if you remember, back in the summer, they rolled out their uniform reveal with a spoof off the Hangover movies in Vegas. BYU countered with this production uh, this week. It was revealed on Monday. If you're listening to the podcast, we're going to post a link on our show notes so you can see it if you haven't seen it already. It's, it's everywhere, but it's pretty clever. It stars UFC champion Forrest Griffin and Las Vegas magician Matt Franco. We're going to play it for you right now. Um, let's check it out. Now, I've seen a bazillion fight nights in Vegas when I was down there working, and that just gets me amped up. Uh, BYU went next level on that. On their football page, 319,000 views in two days so far for that one. What would you think? Yeah, I, pre- pretty epic uh, to go down and to do that and to, uh, you know, the, the, hey, I'm, I'm into magic. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how they did that. I need to know the behind the scenes on how they did that. But you know what I really like? I love the helmet. I love how it. It it start you know it it goes from black to to royal where it just kind of fades in right it's pretty yeah. cool what 
What color shirt are you wearing right now? I'm wearing black with the blue. I'm I'm in game mode. After I saw that okay. promo, I go, I know what one shirt I'm going to wear. Clearly, you so, didn't wear one to your hospital meetings today. Where'd you? I, obviously, I'm just wearing a golf shirt. But where, <laughs> where did you get that shirt? I don't know. I got it at the bookstore some time ago. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah, it's, I'm loving it's, it's, it. It's, so. uh, it's appropriate for the time. The Irish are um, three-point favorites. Uh, are you surprised by that? A, li- a little bit. Um, and I, I, don't, I think people think that this is going to be a home game for the Irish, and so I think that that's the, that's the reason that they're a three-point favorite. Um, I actually feel really good about this game for BYU. Yeah. So – um, you know, we talk about injuries a little bit, and Kalani says that no one's being ruled out for Saturday. So you could have – we've got Gunner back. You could have Puka back um, for this one. He says that uh, cornerback uh, Gabe Judy won his appeal. Remember, he was uh, hit with a targeting foul and, right. and uh, ejected in the second half. Um, he won an appeal, so he'll be able to play in all four quarters. So BYU's going into this thing 100% healthy. I like – the style matchup. There's some styles I don't like for BYU. These spread teams where they spread you out and run. I like Notre Dame traditional. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think BYU matches up really, really well. Hey, coming up on our show next week, Curtis Brown, one of the great running backs in BYU history, will join us. So will Devin Durant, basketball star and entrepreneur. Dr. Dewey Gray on October 18th with Andrew George, one of BYU's fine tight ends from the past. Brandon Doman and former basketball coach Steve Cleveland will join us later in the month. Our first guest is a BYU grad who figured out if he draws a picture of a puppy or a cat or a Halloween witch, millions of people will watch him do it. So much so that he wrapped up his career designing the Mustang for the Ford Motor Company in 2012 and started Art for Kids Hub. The YouTube channel alone has 6.24 million subscribers with over 2.1 billion views. We might even ask him tonight to drop a couple plays for Aaron Roderick uh, to run against the Irish on Saturday. It's our pleasure to welcome Rob Jensen, his wife Taryn, and kids Jack, Hadley, Austin, and Olivia to the Wise Guys. Thank you for being here. Look, we're super excited to be here, right, guys? Yes. <laughs> and I, I know you're being honest because you were excited when you came in, and uh, and the, your dad didn't make you do this, and no. so we're happy to <laughs> happy to have that. So, Jack, you started drawing as a family to bring the family closer together and all that stuff. But did you have any idea this would become this big? No idea. Are you the best drawer in the family? No, no, I'm I'm, I'm close. Close. You're getting there. How often do you guys post pictures that you drew? Every day. Every day? Yeah, we post a new lesson Monday through Friday every week. Yeah. Hadley, what's your favorite thing to draw? Um, I don't know. I just like drawing. I like drawing, like, foods and stuff. Just yeah. Like funny foods. <laughs> Austin, do you, do, you, do you realize that when you draw a picture and you post it on your YouTube channel that more than five people are going to see it? You just kind of do it. It's not. I just try not to think about how much people are going to see me draw. <laughs> you know what? Because if I thought about that, my my hand would be like this, shaking the whole time. But you guys are all very cool. You what? You'd be a lot more nervous. Yeah, you get nervous. Well, if you like think about it, if you think about it. Yeah, it's like anything. It's like speaking in church. If you think about it, you know your mind goes blank, right? And then, uh, but if you stay focused, right, Olivia? If you stay focused, you can get it done. What uh, what is your favorite thing to draw? I like to draw penguins. Penguins. <laughs> get a penguin. 
Do people like seeing the penguins that you draw? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Does your dad help you do that? Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Taryn, what what about this this guy you married? What uh, look look what you got going on I here? Know. I think I just can't believe it. Every day I think, wow, this is crazy, but it's so fun, and I just feel lucky. I watched a video on your channel last night of the two of you drawing a puppy. Yeah. Uh, you seemed to have the lead, but you were following really good, and at the end, they were a little bit different, yep. but they were uh, they were puppies. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and I think, like, I don't know, 10 million people watched that. Um, is that crazy it or is. what? It is. I, yeah, I don't think, I try not to think about that too, because I, because <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, drawing's not my second nature, but we have so much fun doing it together that it's just a fun family thing that we just love. <laughs> Isn't it interesting how some of the most simplest ideas, when done right and done consistently, become the biggest things? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know, passion. And love for what it is. And we've just had so much fun um, just bringing our family together and hope in hopes that that will bring other families together too and uh, have something to do together. And you get feedback from the millions of people that watch that, that it actually does yeah. bring them together. And that's the best part, I think, even to read some of those emails to the kids. It's like, we're really helping people get together and... And draw together and figure out things to do. See, when Blaine and I get emails, they say, how could you guys say something so stupid? You know, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they happened. Don't, they don't give us constructive <laughs> things, do they? They, they get after us. Hey, I, I want to know, Dave, it, it, and only Rob can hear me. I know because you got the headset on, but oh, yeah. can anyone truly draw? Because like, I feel like I can't draw at all. But, but you've shown lots of people that thought that they couldn't draw, that they actually can draw. Can anybody draw? Yes, I, I think anybody can draw. And that's, I think the scariest part about drawing is just looking at a blank piece of paper. And I think it's more intimidating than I think most people think initially. And then when, you, when you're asked to draw something, your, your mind just goes blank. And so I think that's one of the best things that we try to provide as a service is to help you know, provide some inspiration for those kids and for anybody we get a lot of emails and a lot of comments from adults that say is it okay i don't have any kids is it okay if i still follow along with you <laughs> well, of course of course anybody it is. can draw with us yeah so i i really do believe that anybody can draw and it just takes a little practice and and some fun i'm know? fascinated with the fact that you draw all this stuff and yet you've come in with a hat that's got not one thing on it it's just a plain blue Hat. I like blue. <laughs> Blue's a good color. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get some Notre Dame predictions, and then we'll let you guys uh, take off while we get after your dad just a little bit. Austin, should we start with you? Put that microphone right under your chin. Tell us what's going to happen on Saturday. Um, we're going to absolutely destroy their team. <laughs> okay, absolutely. I'm writing this down. We're going to absolutely destroy that team. All right, Olivia, put that microphone down there and tell us what you think. I, when we, when... I like when they BIU and I think they're going to do and I think we're going to do a thousand um, <laughs> points. That would be <laughs> a first. The other team a thousand has one point. A thousand to one. 
thousand to one. There are a thousand to one odds in Vegas, but I don't know if there's ever been a thousand to one score. So we're going to write that one down. It'll be a first. Okay, uh, Hadley, we're going to save you for the last. Jack, what do you got? Uh, we will dominate the field. Dominate the field. Okay, I like. You guys can come on this show anytime, anytime you want. Taryn, what do you think? Oh, I say seventy-five to two. Can you score two points? You can can score two points in football. Blaine, how many different ways can you score two points? It's a safety. There's only a safety. That's it. She says the safety is 75 is not that easy to get to either. 75 Um, is two. I think Blaine was in a game that you scored 73 against UTEP. I'm thinking we, I think we might've scored 80 against UTEP one year. Could have been. Yeah. They weren't very good. So 75 has been done. So yeah, oh yeah, we, we've eclipsed seventy five before. <laughs> okay, now Hadley, cut through all that stuff and tell us what's really going to happen. We've heard some wild <laughs> descriptions of it. Right into the microphone there. Yes, we are definitely going to beat them, and yeah, I think it would be like a really high score to like a really low score. <laughs> a high score to a low score. The sports books would love you down there. What do you want? I want a high score and a low score. Um, congratulations to your family, and thanks for hanging out with us for a few minutes. Can we talk to your dad for a little bit? Is that okay? Yes. All right. And and on nights when your parents are gone, just, Jack, get the car and just bring everyone down here and we'll just have you guys on the show, okay? (laughs) All right. right. Thank you. The whole Jensen clan, which is awesome. Uh, BYU alum and creator of Art for Kids Hub, Rob Jensen's our guest here on The Wise Guys. Travis Hansen's coming up a bit later. We'll also be live in Vegas with the latest on on, uh, all the activities that are coming this weekend surrounding BYU and Notre Dame. All right, let's go back to your first job in a cornfield in Indiana. What did, what did you learn about yourself? That I could do hard things and really boring things too. Cornfields are not that exciting and uh, they cut your arms up a lot. So they'd cut the, the corn. Is it really like short. pineapples? Remember, people go, hey, yeah. I went to summer and pick pineapples. It sounds awesome until you see what they actually do. Yeah, I never experienced the pineapple thing, but I would assume it's, it's up there with it. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> the corn, we wouldn't pick corn. We would actually just pick the top of the corn off. I don't know why, really, but it was called detasseling. And we would, they would, this was in, when I was in junior high, and yeah. they would drive us up on a bus. And we would walk down one aisle, pick all the corn down one aisle, eat lunch, and then we would turn around and come back, and then they would take us home. <laughs> Who gets to do that? That's like you living in a John Cougar Mellencamp video. <laughs> that, that, that's so Indiana, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, what, what it is. people, people know Rob is, uh, is this phenomenal artist that, that has this wonderful family and teaches kids how to draw, but they don't know. They had a, a bit of an athletic career. He was a football guy. And as an Indiana State champ at Harrison High School out of West Lafayette, um, you know, you played that fullback position. And, uh, you know, playing fullback showed how doing simple things over and over lead to big things down the road. Tell us about that. Okay. Well, well, when yeah, this was in junior high. And as a state champion, that qualifies you with Mark Wilson, Steve Young, yes. Ty Demmer, anyone well, else that comes on this show. I, I, I was sitting on the sideline. I was dressed, but and I did get to go to the arena. So <laughs> I... <laughs> I didn't technically play. And, then, and the arena I, was where the Colts play, right? Yeah. It was, okay. Well, the it was, RCA yeah, the, Dome, was it? Hoosier, Hoosier Dome. Oh, the Hoosier Dome. Yeah. 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 And um, it was an amazing experience, and I loved being there. I, I, it was one of the highlights of my high school, of, of 
everything I've kind of experienced was just being in that type of, in that arena and that type of setting and to watch these players that had put everything into it. And it it was amazing. The, uh, I, I played fullback and I played kicker. What was your weight at fullback? I, I weighed more than the other guys. So that's why I got, (laughs) that's why I was fullback, but I wasn't, (laughs) I was, I was probably not heavy enough at that time, but, uh, I think it was probably 190. 190. All right. That's tough to bring down. You're at fullback at 190. You get the ball. Yeah. And then I would, uh, one time I, I remember they would, they give me the ball and we just ran it right up the middle and, um, I got a first down and, uh, the coach was like, let's do it again. And, uh, so we ran it again. I think we ran the same play three or four times. It just kept working. And he said, we're going to keep running it until it stops working. And, uh, so we ran it like four times until they figured it out. We just kept running right up the middle. It sounded like you had a budding career with the air force Academy <laughs> running the football, but then, the, and then the defense said, no, wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. We got to stop this. So I think I only got to do it four times. But. In your career, though, that lesson of repetition and consistency has, there's been a running theme for you that has nothing to do with football, but, but yeah. football enhances a little bit. It does. It totally does. I, I really do give a lot of credit to my time uh, playing football and also on the swim team. But just waking up every day and putting everything, you know, leaving everything on the field, um, it completely applies to doing something professionally. So, and I've totally felt that with Art for Kids Hub and and performing, uh, getting up every day and showing up with a marker and drawing a picture for you know for a little kid that's waiting for us in Australia or you know somewhere. And uh, I I always get that kind of image in my head every single day that there's a little kid waiting to draw a picture, and so it keeps me going. And I think even though there might be days when I don't feel like doing it, yeah, we just keep doing it. And by the end of the lesson, I'm in such a better mood. You know, I'm ready to keep to keep going. So when you say talk about drawing a picture, DJ, let's put one up um, <laughs> of 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 how you work, and uh, and and then we'll continue as we as we watch you. We say, yeah, I get up and draw a picture. This is this is exactly what you do. And this is one of the uh, videos that uh, we pulled from your YouTube page, which has 12 years of, so here's, uh, this is you and I'm going to, that's Hadley. That's Hadley, but that's a few years ago. Okay. She's a lot younger. Here at France today, we're going to draw Ariel. Yeah, we're going to draw the little mermaid. We hope you're going to follow along with us. She has something to draw with and some paper. You ready to start? Yes. Okay. Now, yeah, as you're now drawing sometimes this, during our lessons, we go too fast, right? As you're what drawing this, 41 million Pause people are going to see it. Yes, if you need extra time, you can always... Pause the video. <laughs> Pause the video. Okay, we're going to start by drawing Ariel's eyes right in the middle of our paper. And we're going to draw two circles. So we'll bring the sound down a little bit, and and we'll talk to you while we watch your work here. There's another one. I'm drawing kind of small, huh? You can draw them bigger. There you go. (laughs) What is the the power of creativity, and how have you tapped into yours? Let's draw a smaller circle inside. Creativity, Uh, I think, can be found anywhere. I think even what you guys do every single day when you guys announce a game, there's creativity. You can find creativity anywhere. And I think the only thing that's required is just effort. You know, is just uh, showing up and putting forth some effort and creativity shows up. So right here, you're starting with the eyes. Yeah. This is Ariel. Yeah. 
This is going to be Ariel, right? <laughs> it's going to be Ariel. <laughs> my favorite thing is watching my kids draw. I love seeing how their drawings turn out. I'm, I love drawing too, but when I'm finished with these lessons, I don't really care about my drawing. It was fun. It's fun doing it with them. But my favorite thing is watching them draw and seeing how their drawings turn out. It's always the sweetest thing. And then we get a lot of people that share their drawings with us. They'll tag us in their drawings. So they'll draw Ariel and then they'll post it on social media and tag us in it. It's my favorite thing to see how other kids' drawings turn out. They're so sweet. And what a great, unbelievable thing that what you do now for a living, you get to do with your family. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, 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 it's got to be so cool. I, I want to take people back a little bit. Life takes a lot of twists and turns. So you're in your dad's office in the BYU engineering department. Yeah. There was a picture of a Corvette. Yeah, uh, that had drawn that was drawn there, and it caught the eye of another department head. You you had drawn that Corvette, yes. right? Yep. It, it caught the eye of another department head, and that kind of changed the direction of the degree you were seeking at that point, right? Yeah. I was at BYU, and I was taking film classes. I wanted to be a director, and uh, I had done this drawing in high school of a concept car for a, of a Corvette that was hanging in my dad's office. He loved it. He framed it. He put it up. He was a teacher in the mechanical engineering department at BYU. And um, the professor from the industrial design program saw it and said, hey, who, who did that drawing? And he said, that was my son's. And uh, he said, you got to have him come in and talk to me. And I always, I loved art always as a kid, but I wanted to do something with my art. I wanted to do something a little more functional than just hanging it up. That Hanging fine art up is amazing, but I wanted to do, you know, something something with it. And um, so when I met with um, with that professor in the, the industrial design program, he started to tell me, we, we design cars. And I was like, where, where is this program <laughs> This been? wasn't in the brochure. Where, yeah, I didn't see this on the front cover of BYU's, <laughs> of this, you know, the class schedule. And, and uh, so they, he started to tell me, he looked through my portfolio and and passed off a few of my core credits, and I said, "I'm done. You you can't convince. You know that's it. I'm I'm sold." And uh, so he started taking classes in the industrial design program with a transportation emphasis. So we drew cars. There is another side that uh, focuses on the products. So they they would draw sunglasses and shoes and. But uh, I, I love cars, so I wanted to, to go that route. All right. We're still watching the development of Ariel. Uh, this is off the YouTube uh, channel, which we'll talk <laughs> about in a moment. Is Rob Jensen, BYU alum and founder of uh, Art for Kids Hub, is on the yep. Wise Guys tonight. And uh, let, connect the dots for me. So you got, the, you got BYU, you got the Ford Motor Company, where you work on the Mustang. Yeah. And then you have... Art for Kids Hub. How does <laughs> how does that happen? It's yeah, it's kind of random. Uh, <laughs> well, we uh, when I graduated from BYU um, from that program, I got a job at Ford designing cars, and I I didn't start out working on the Mustang, but went from project to project, and then eventually got to work on the 2010 Mustang and the GT 500, and that was a dream come true. Every day I woke up, I'd walk through the design doors. And I'd have to pinch myself. I couldn't believe I was there. It's a, it's a fairly small team. It's it's not too small, but um, it was just amazing to be able to work on the on the Mustang. But we started having kids. We didn't have any kids when Taryn and I moved out there to uh, to Michigan, and we started having kids. And all of we're from Utah, so all of our family, you know, our parents are from here. And so we, when we started having our our family, um, we realized that we had to get back to Utah. And so I started working um, 
with my father-in-law to design websites and uh, marketing for other companies. And then one day he called me up. He said, you want to come out to Utah? I think we could do this full time. And I said, yeah, for sure. And so I walked in and uh, gave my two weeks and we moved back to, to Utah to do that business. But I stopped drawing cars. I didn't, you know, there wasn't any way for me to keep designing cars. So I, uh, I started needing that little bit of creative outlet. Right. And uh, so my, my kids came home from school one day and they said, their art teacher is no longer working there and they don't have a, a drawing or, or an art program. And I felt so, that made me feel really sad. <laughs> I felt sad. That was like my my favorite class in school. Yeah. And uh, I said, "Well, we're going to draw when you get home." So we started drawing. And then I thought, "There's a lot of other kids that probably have their art programs canceled and need some kind of, you know, art lessons." And so we started recording them, and we put them on YouTube, and and uh, the the rest is kind of history from there. <laughs> Two point one billion. Views that's a lot of all your videos. Two point one billion. That's more than McDonald's has sold hamburgers. I think. <laughs> exactly. I think McDonald's does billions and billions. Oh, yeah, so I'm not sure how many that is, but that's yeah, probably more. But, so, so, Rob, at what at what point did you know that not only was it going to be fun for the family and and help people that didn't have art at school, but it was actually going to be a financial success? Oh, that was, yeah. Um, well, when I first when I first started, uh, it didn't make any money it was just fun yeah. and and it was really fun to just spend the time with my kids but then eventually we started getting we started getting a lot of comments on YouTube and we started getting a lot of emails and we said uh you know it would be a teacher that would write and say is it okay if I use your lessons in class and I said yeah for sure and then eventually I saw on our Google analytics I saw 11 cents and that's when I knew it could be financially. <laughs> it started yeah. with 11 cents. Yeah, 11 cents. <laughs> Lane, let's look and see if we got 11 cents on our show yet so far I, this summer. I think, we made, I think we made a few cents. We might have even made a couple of dollars. So then when the, when the 11 cents became much more than 11 cents, did, it start, did you start to go, oh, my, my goodness, this is, uh, this is big, big. Yeah. I, I, well, when we first started, I, it was really slow. Like, we wouldn't get very many views, and that, that was okay. But um, when we got to 100 videos on YouTube, that was kind of when I started noticing a big change on YouTube, and we started getting more subscribers, and it kind of, it kind of picked up. The speed started picking up. Yeah. And then um, I noticed that all of our other videos were still being watched. So all of our videos, our whole library would, would still be watched, even though we had posted a year ago. And that's when I realized, I said, if we keep posting one video every day, It'll still get searched and watched even for multiple years to come. And that's when I thought, oh, it's just exponential. It'll just keep growing. It'll just keep getting bigger and bigger. As and so every day I just feel like we just need to add one more brick, one more brick to the building, and that's a video. We just need to show up and just create another video. And sometimes those videos are really popular and sometimes they're not. We'll do how to draw a grasshopper. And there's not very many people that want to watch a grasshopper, but I still think, oh, there's still one kid out there. There might be a kid that's doing a, a report in school and they want to, it's about grasshoppers and they need to find a lesson that's yeah. going to help them learn how. So, well, here we finished Ariel. <laughs> nice job. And this, uh, this video that, that we all just watched again, have 41 million views <laughs> on the YouTube uh, channel and uh, DJ, let's go to how to draw Hello Kitty. 
as we continue yeah. to visit with now, Rob Hello Jensen. Kitty, 49 million views yeah, of Hello gonna, Kitty. We're going to watch it. We'll be 49 million and one. Is this <laughs> That's the, right. Is this the, the biggest yeah, number? the Hello Kitty is the most watched uh, video on our channel. And this is a few years back where you weren't yes. showing your faces so much, right? right? Yeah, well, this was just in the very beginning. Uh, yeah, I think this is like eight, maybe eight years ago. Yeah. And uh, we just had one camera. That's all we had was one camera. And I also didn't want to show our faces just to, um, for safety. Right. I thought maybe in the beginning we wouldn't show our faces. But this is also with Hadley. Look how sweet her hands look. Oh, my gosh. They're <laughs> just little yours. baby hands. So right now you're going, okay, how am I going to draw this? Thing? Yeah, I have no idea. And, okay, you've drawn the eyes. And <laughs> no, actually, I think that's the bow. That's the bow, the bow uh, over the ear. Okay, so we're gonna watch. We're watching the start I, of this with forty nine million. Forty nine million views. Uh, Rob, what, I, I can't help but think. So, so for the last, just recently got released, but for almost four years, I was up on campus in a bishopric up there, and I listened to your story, and my my students, the the kids in my war would always come up and they would say, I I don't know what I'm gonna do. I just don't know what I'm gonna do. I I feel like I'm a little bit lost. I can't. I'm, I'm in this degree program, but I, I don't know if that's what I really want to do. And they get really, really concerned that they're just back from a mission or, or haven't even gone out on a mission yet. And they're not sure what they want to do with their lives. And they haven't decided on their career. I listen to you and you're, you're not the only one that Dave and I have run across where we go, hey, you just figured it out. What would you tell those <laughs> those kids that are in college and are worried that they don't know how they're going to make a living or what they're going to do with their life? When they're still 20, 21, 22 years old. Yeah. I really, I truly believe that that's where faith comes in. Because I, when I went on my mission, I had all of those worries. I was super concerned. I was concerned about who I'd marry when I get home. I had, you know, I'd been dating girls before my mission and wasn't sure if I left on a mission, if they'd still be around. And that was stressful. I didn't know what I was going to do or what I was going to become. What I'd even take you know, class-wise at BYU, and I started taking a few classes before I left on my mission, and then I had this thought, and I, and I still remember the thought, and it was, if you do the best you can on your mission, the best you can, it doesn't have to be perfect, it doesn't even have to be good compared to somebody else, if you just do the best you can, it'll work out, and things will, will take care of themselves. And I really did feel that, and when I came home, everything did kind of fall into place eventually it wasn't like right away and it wasn't right. wasn't exactly how I had planned I was planning to go to film school and then it just completely changed and then when we got out to Michigan I was designing cars it was my dream job right and then all of a sudden I felt like this is not where we're supposed to be and so I think having faith in those things is where the stress can the stress level can come down if if you really do believe that if you're doing the best you can I also believe, too, that if you're providing a service, if, if that's one of the things that you're really passionate about, if you provide a service, it'll work out. I was looking at your YouTube channel, skimmed over some of the videos, and, and here's what I found as we continue to watch the creation of, of Hello Kitty. There was How to Draw a Cute Cat Unicorn. I thought, well, 3.7 million, that's, that's pretty good. And then, I, <laughs> then there was uh, How to Draw a Puppy Present Folding Surprise, and that was 20 million. I'm like, okay. And then we saw Ariel a moment ago at 41, and this one at 49 million. And then all the videos combined, as we mentioned uh, earlier, 2.1 billion views. 
So what do you do when you can't think of something to draw? <laughs> I ask my kids. That's one thing. We also have a place on our website where uh, our, the people that follow us, that watch with us and draw with us, they can also submit ideas. So we have, <laughs> and it's huge. You wouldn't believe how big really? it is. Yeah. And it's probably two billion <laughs> Two billion Entries. suggestions. Yeah, suggestions. Well, that's oh good. Goodness. So they're being helpful. <laughs> yeah, it's super yeah. helpful. We, so that's one thing. Also, I love combining kind of unrelating things. So that's why we do a lot of food with funny faces. We also have a Halloween playlist that's just food monsters. So these are like zombie tacos and zombie things. Um, so I, it's, it is hard to find, but I always feel like... As long as I just put a little bit of time in it, we always come up with something. <laughs> and an idea always yeah, comes. It always comes. <laughs> One thing, Rob, that, that Dave and I both noticed was uh, not only are, are you drawing, but you're also teaching the importance of communicating with your kids and with your wife, um, especially with the tone of voice that you use. You know, the way we talk to someone either opens them up or, or it can close them down, open them up to new ideas, or it can close them down, right? And you're talking to millions of people every single day. How important is that? It's huge. I think, I think that's everything. Um, I think the relationship that you have with your kids is, is one of the things that you'll probably always have. Um, and it's extremely important. I think it's very challenging though. I think communication is probably one of the more difficult things. You guys are amazing at it. I don't know how you guys can, you guys are two words, smoke or three words, smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors. (laughs) (laughs) You do a great job with it. And, uh, I think one of the things that I've found with the YouTube channel that we've, that we've built is that I'm doing it with my kids. So even though you might, ask your kids to do something like if you you said go you know go clean your room (laughs) they might go do it they might have a good attitude they might have a bad attitude but um if you actually walked with them and you went into the room and actually helped them clean similar to our videos i it would be a different experience and and i know that those moments have happened for me it's not always possible to do to do that with your kids. You'd also want to develop some independence with them. But I've noticed that with our channel is that that's one of the key things, I think, is that this moment becomes a, a fun memory that we get to keep together. And there's uh, the two Hello Kitties. Oh, look at her and, drawing. And it's I know so you sweet. love Hadley's more than you love I yours. I do. It's the best. Her drawing is by far better than mine. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Rob, right. it's, it's, it's really fun for us to have you. you know, and, and people think that, uh, that this is just a sports show, but really what it is is we, we love to highlight people that have ties to BYU that are doing great things in the world. And uh, this, is, this is awesome stuff. It's really, really fun. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's been an honor to be here on your show. I've, I've been watching it since the beginning, and it's one of my favorite things to watch. You guys are doing a thank great you. job. All right, let's talk sports now. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. We're done sure. with the drawing. We're done with the, the empire uh, <laughs> that you've got going on with your family. We've met the kids, and we met your wife. So now let's get down to three things that need to happen for BYU <laughs> okay. to beat Notre Dame on Saturday night. Well, I'm not a professional a- analyst, but I'll do my best. But you can draw one. I could draw one. I could draw an analyst if you want. <laughs> I wanted to draw a caricature of me. I'm an analyst. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would say I, you got to protect Hall. I love watching his passes. I, I hope to see 
some of his passes just go forever. Yeah. 40 yards, 40 yards, 30 yards. <laughs> Those are my favorite. He throws them over the shoulder, and they're just on spot. They're just nailed. He nails it. Okay, so protect Hall. Yeah, Second. protect Hall. Um, I love watching Brooks run. He's got a breakthrough. He's got to get some breakthrough runs. You know, when he started to do that in the second half yes. of the night. Yeah, and they're exciting to see him. And I would 100 plus for, for Brooks, maybe. Is that yes. what we're thinking? We've got to get some yards. Brooks needs some yards. Okay. And um, I love watching Hill catch, but he has to get yards after the catch. Yards oh, I got in a bonus one. All right. Um, Jake. So I was a kicker in junior high and just freshman, sophomore year. And being a kicker is nerve wracking. When you're the quarterback has. You know, he's got to have the nerves too, right? He's got to keep. But he has 10 guys to yeah. do stuff with. Yeah, the, the kicker, kicker, he's got to connect the ball to his foot. <laughs> and I remember really messing up several times as a kicker just because of my nerves. And in practice, I kicked it. I kicked once, and it went out of the end zone, and they were like, nobody's ever done that their freshman year. And so I tried out for the varsity team. Couldn't do it after that. I was just too nervous. So <laughs> I, I'm hoping to actually see Jake hit some field goals that he's kind of he's missed a few in the past games. Yeah. But I'm I'm wondering if this game is going to come down to a field goal and he's going to need to make it. And I bet he will. He's five for five, fifty or more. Wow. But this we'll little slumpies in have been thirty nine or shorter. We'll keep him back. Take a penalty maybe and yeah, back it up. Back it up. Yeah. <laughs> or kick center. <laughs> those are great uh those are great keys. Protect the quarterback. Brooks has got to run. Hill's gotta get yards after the catch, and Jake's gotta hit some field goals. Um, Rob maybe is an analyst, actually. Yeah, sounds <laughs> like you are an analyst. All right, uh Blaine, let's uh roll out five questions from New York and then we'll We'll get yeah, them off we'll to you. Five qu- and these are you just just the first thing that comes to your mind. They're quick questions. So okay. first off, your your favorite sports movie. Favorite sports movie, Moneyball. I was on TV oh, the other night. You know what? Classic. Nobody said that one. I, I love, love that. Movie. Yeah, We're Moneyball is awesome. Pitt. Yep. Yeah. About, that was about on. The, the, the Oakland Athletics. That's a great movie. Yeah, that was on BYU TV Sunday night. Was it? I thought, hey. And I cleaned it up a little bit. <laughs> good. I thought, oh, yeah, good that's, a, that's a great choice. That's a, that's a new one. Nobody said that one yet, and I forgot about it. So, <laughs> okay, number two, favorite band or singer? Um, I'll have to go with my high school band. I, I still listen to them. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like classic on everything. Yeah. So, okay, he's your from favorite our generation. breakfast cereal. Yeah. Favorite breakfast, breakfast, oh, breakfast cereal. cereal. Um, Captain Crunch. That's my favorite. Thank goodness. We, we, we shun people. We try not to be judgmental, but anybody that does like a really healthy cereal, we kind of uh, get out. No, yeah. You know what? The first time I actually ate Captain Crunch was on my mission. It, they had it, and it probably wasn't name brand. Where were you? Well, it was in the MTC. Oh, yeah. They had okay. just all the cereal. Oh, and we definitely generic. Yeah, we didn't get uh, sugar cereal growing up. My my mom protected us that way, <laughs> which I appreciate. Thank goodness you got to the MTC. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the first place I had cold cereal, and I ate probably five bowls the first time. Oh, yeah. That's Captain awesome. Crunch is classic. <laughs> so, okay. Favorite class at BYU? Oh, definitely my industrial design classes. Yeah. Yeah. And then your favorite thing to draw of all time? Of all time? Well, it's either the GT500 at Ford or it's um, 
Yeah, a funny food, like a taco, zombie taco. Yeah, a zombie, that was taco. So zombie taco yes. for, for your for your YouTube channel. And yeah. then the, the the GT, is that the one GT you said? GT 500, or? yeah. Don't you oh. think Ford should send you a GT 500 I just because? Just yeah, could you call them up and yeah. ask? If they're watching this <laughs> show tonight, just actually send three <laughs> GT 500. Yeah, three, send three of them, please. <laughs> I'm hey. driving, I am driving a Ford now. So, oh, good. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm, to drive. I'm, I'm driving the Explorer ST, you know, the one that they sell to the state police. Yeah. And it's all blacked out. Do people pull over fun. for you? When I'm, when I'm driving fast in the outside lane, people yeah. just pull right over and let yeah. me go by. That's good. I love That's it. good. Yeah. Because yeah. there's two cars behind him with lights on that they're trying <laughs> to figure him. out <laughs> what's going on there. Pull over. Yeah. All right, yeah. Rob, we, we put on our little side notes thing all of your links to everything you guys have going on um oh cool but uh the art for kids hub on youtube is the easiest place to yeah. find your work you can just search art for kids hub or you could just search how to draw something and we usually have one or two drawings up there and our thumbnails have a red table on them so they're pretty easy to find and will you come back on this show again anytime you want it's a pleasure to have you <laughs> here we love, we salute you for all you're you. doing and and uh, one of the great BYU alums in the world, uh, 2.1 billion views of Rob's artwork and the family's artwork. That that's billion with a B. Unbelievable. <laughs> when we Thanks do a show, us, when Rob. we do a show, we hope for 2.1 views. Right, right. <laughs> and, and you've got just a, a few more than that. But we salute you. I'll keep watching you guys forever. Thank, Thank you. you for letting Thanks me. Thanks so much, here. Rob. That was some good analysis uh, on the big game Saturday. Yeah, I, I like the run. Nobody says, "Hey." Uh, Yards after catch for the receivers, but again, Notre Dame's that I mean, he nailed it. Notre Dame's a team that they play, uh, they don't play a bunch of man press stuff, they play on top of you, and you're gonna have to complete balls underneath, and your receivers are gonna have to get yards after catch. I thought that was a really good take by Rob. And I thought, so. I thought Rob was a perfect lead in for what Kalani Sataki said to address the media. Uh, yesterday uh, to begin the week of BYU Notre Dame and DJ is going to call that up. Let's listen to the coach for a moment. So we have Rob and now we got Kalani. That's that's the that's how we're going to do it. Week uh, obviously um, you had had an earlier game last week and so took advantage of some extra time to get ready for this Notre Dame game and uh, you know really excited that we get to go out to Vegas and and play them and. and Appreciate them involving us in the Shamrock series, and I know there's a lot of excitement going into the game. Had a reveal of our uniforms, stuff like that, and I, I mean that's that's not a much of a doesn't move the needle much for me. I mean I just like the fact that our guys are going to play this game, and just really excited. It doesn't matter what color we're wearing. Just excited that we get to play again. I'm looking forward to having our guys at their best. Uh, I feel like. Um, Looking at Notre Dame, I mean, they're a talented team, tons of tons of talent, athleticism, speed, and I think, um, you know, looking at, at uh, their coach Marcus Freeman is a great coach, man. He's, he's uh, he has those guys believing and playing, and, and uh, they've gone through some adversity, and uh, they seem to get things back on track now. So, looking forward to um, a great matchup with them. We know that they're dangerous, and, and uh, we don't mind being underdogs. So, uh, we're going to have some fun with the prep. Get ready for this game and looking forward to the matchup uh, this weekend. Kalani Sataki yesterday. Uh, Notre Dame's 2-2 two and two on the season. They started ranked number five, and then they got beat at number two, Ohio State, 21-10. to 10. Played that game really well. Then they lost at home to Marshall, which caught everyone's attention. Lost their starting quarterback, Tyler Buckner, in that Marshall game. 
Uh, sophomore 5'11", Drew Pine came on, and they barely beat Cal at home. That was a lot closer than everyone thought it was going to be. And then they went to North Carolina two weeks ago and beat the Tar Heels 45-32. to They rushed a lot in that game. Um, they, they, there's nothing on the stat page about Notre Dame that makes you go, oh, that's Notre Dame. This is a different this is a different group so far this yeah, season. Yeah, it's it's it, they've not been statistically they've not been dominating. And that and and hey, for Marshall to stay on the field with them was a bit surprising. And but then you look at them last week, North Carolina's got a good football team. Yeah. And and they they played really well against North Carolina. And Drew Pine, as you mentioned, uh first career start on the road, he goes twenty four of thirty four for two hundred and eighty nine yards and three touchdowns. And you're thinking, Oh, wait a minute. Did Notre Dame just find themselves this last week? They certainly have talent. Um but but look statistically, Notre Dame's ninety seventh in scoring offense and sixty second in scoring defense. I don't know if there's a time in our lifetime that th- that stat has been used for Notre Dame. Yeah, and, and so I mean, you compare that to BYU. BYU's forty fourth in scoring offense and seventy third in scoring defense, um, which is crazy because it seems like BYU is pretty prolific offensively, but they played against a couple of good defenses that have, have brought them down. Yeah. Um, here, here's the one that kills me. The Irish are 95th in pass defense um, and 94th in total offense. So if you're, if you're Aaron Roderick and Jaron Hall, um, and granted Utah state was miserable on defense and played great last Thursday, the best they played all year. Yeah. But you look at those numbers as you prepare for this game and are you thinking, Hey, there's gonna be a lot of opportunities here. I think BYU can throw the ball on this Notre Dame team. And I, I think I think the strength of the Notre Dame defense is their defensive line and their pass rush, but I think that plays right into the strength of BYU's offense. I think BYU's offense is best at pass protecting. That's the thing that offensive line does best. So I think they're going to keep I think they're going to keep Hall clean. And I think they'll be able to throw the ball down the field. And you know, we talked earlier that they're healthy. They have Puka and Gunner and Chase Roberts and Keanu Hill and Epps. I mean all these guys have really come on. I think this is the week this wide receiving core and 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 Jaron Hall are on display like no other, um, and and you know the Cougs on offense they're 24th in passing, and you know we we talk about 94th in total uh, or, or 95th in pass defense for the Irish. The Cougs are a top 40 team on defense. They're 40. They've had a few series where it feels like people have done whatever they wanted, and Oregon was a yeah was was a tough one, but they're 40th in total defense in the country, so top 40 in total defense. So it, 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 I feel like it's going to be a really uh, interesting matchup, but I feel like BYU is going to be able to throw the football against them. How about turnovers? Notre Dame is out of 131 teams. Notre Dame is 131st in turnovers gained, and BYU is tied with USC at number one in the country through five games with the fewest turnovers allowed, one which is one. One interception. That's it. That's crazy. The ball hasn't even been on the ground this year. No, for BYU. Although uh, um, Lapini got away with one, uh, the whole Utah State team had a shot at that fumble. That's right. How did they not recover? And Clark that? Barrington so, was the last in the pile. He comes out with a ball. So, and hey, one thing to keep BYU is always good in Las Vegas. Yeah. What is it about Las Vegas? BYU is fourteen and four all time in games played in Vegas. Because there's so and, many and great no, people down there. It's and no, it's yeah, and that's where you live. And Notre Dame's never played a game in Vegas. No. No, and it's so. it's uh, it's it's a title fight. It's going to be. Uh, I don't know if Michael Buffer is going to be there, but he should be. Um, it's <laughs> it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And remember, um, when the game was announced, it was going to go opposite on CBS of uh, 
Alabama and Texas A&M because the right. two coaches were getting after each other and saying things in the summer, and everyone was like, oh, this game's going to be everything. Well, now A&M's nowhere near the top 25, and Alabama's right. back at number one. And all of a sudden, the game of the night is on NBC. And it's right. BYU and Notre Dame. Is Notre Dame really, you know, half the country would go, is Notre Dame really not that great? And uh, and then the other half would be going, is this Jaron Hall legit? Is he an NFL guy? And what's up with BYU? I, I, think, I think they have a chance for a huge I think Jaron Hall's enough of a story now, Dave, where um, casual BYU fans are going, I heard BYU's got another guy. And, you know, Zach Wilson has a lot to do with that. Zach Wilson goes out, he's number number two pick in the draft, and and uh, he played great last week. First first week back, he caught a touchdown, threw a touchdown, engineered a, a two-minute drive for the win. Um, hey, I've watched a lot of Jets games. They don't win those games. Right. They right. like his, They just lose those games. They don't figure out a way to win. And he, he took them down, and they won that game. And, and so the visibility of Zach – um, and then the way that Jaron is playing is making for a lot of folks who normally wouldn't be that interested in BYU going, well, they have another guy. Right. Everybody's talking about another guy that could be a first round draft pick. So casual fans are going to tune into this thing to see that. And you're right. They also want to see if Notre Dame did the real Notre Dame come back last week against North Carolina or are they the train wreck that lost to Marshall? You know, which Notre Dame is this? Our next guest is Dwayne Oaks with the BYU Alumni Association. He's assisting in the southwest part of the country with mega events like the one this weekend in Las Vegas. And we welcome Dwayne to the Wise Guys. And Dwayne, we just mentioned BYU's rich history in southern Nevada, more so than any other school, and maybe even a little more than UNLV. And I spent 20 years down there, so I speak from, uh, uh, from experience. But it is a big deal when the Cougars roll into town in Las Vegas. It is. It's going to be awesome. We're excited. And we got some good practice last year when we helped with the Fan Fest. So um, this is a great experience to just come together, celebrate, and really showcase our true blue. Uh, BYU alumni is everywhere. And that's one of the things I really have loved most about being involved. I served as a Southwest Region Director, and we coordinate Arizona and you know, all over but we were involved in one of the first fan fest here in Arizona with the Cardinals stadium. When we played Arizona at the Arizona stadium, you remember that? Right. It yeah. was packed. It looked like it was a home game with, with <laughs> BYU. Well, that same thing happened last year. If you walked around when we were up there, we did, you saw blue, you know, blue everywhere. It was so fun, but you know, the coolest thing about the game and the activities is the extra things that are going on. Yeah. Tell the us fan about fest, The fan fest is kind of a, a new thing. And last year, I don't think everybody even knew. A lot of people I talked to said, I didn't even know they were doing it. So everybody make sure you put Friday night out on your um, plans and come down and join us. The Fan Fest was a blast. I think they guesstimate maybe four to 5,000 people were there last year. And I think we should have that many more. We've I got think, a lot of cool things happening. DJ, can you put that graphic up that's uh, 6 to 8 Friday night at Craig Ranch Regional Park? Blaine and I were there last year. Yeah, and we, 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 figured last, about, we did a remote last year yep. um, broadcast from there and then stayed around. And We figured man, about 8,000, didn't we? we yeah. yeah, we we thought we thought um, we estimated Eight. when we were out there, people were telling us about 8,000. It was phenomenal. Dwayne. Yeah, that's, it was amazing. That's cool. It probably was. I Honestly, you think back, you're at the point you're down there running around doing stuff. You're just like, wow, where's everybody coming from? But, but we've done some really better things this year. So hopefully it'll be even bigger and better. You know, how I'm, many fans, how many fans does, do you think BYU 
Dave and I think that the BYU fans are sneaky because Notre Dame controlled this game. They controlled the tickets. And, and everybody acted like, no, BYU will never come up with more than about 5,000 tickets to this thing. Dave and I have a suspicion that BYU fans are sneaking. There's going to be more than that. What What do you say? Oh, absolutely. I, I think the people I know people that have bought them through through in it, you know, through bought them through Notre Dame. So I think that people were looking at them right when they were out. We were really scrambling to make sure we have tickets out there. We get information out there, and people were calling from all over. So I bet that they're going to be um, looking for tickets in other sections that will be blue all over the stadium. I think you're so right. That's pretty awesome. I think that's you're right. That's the beauty of BYU alumni everywhere. We we are everywhere. So the main activity is the Fan Fest on Friday, um, and and we we mentioned where it's at. Uh, last year, uh, it got dark, and uh, I remember Blaine and I were leaving for our car to go back to the hotel, <laughs> and fans were buying shirts using the light on their phones. Yes. Because the line was so long. Um, and what have you done to rectify that? Cause you know, they're all coming back to buy new shirts. Yeah, absolutely. That was crazy. (laughs) Um, well, number one is the bookstore is there. So that's one thing really good. And I think they were, um, kind of in awe how many people showed up. So I know that they've already had some discussions about making it better. We'll have the Cougar, you know, the Cougar eats and all the different food there. So they're going to be planning for it. We also already have planned out separate areas where you can buy some of the different shirts. Cause we actually are introducing a brand new shirt for for that for that night i don't know if you can show it but we yeah, actually hold made that thing black up. Sh- shirts and they're going to glow in the dark what and so we're, we're going to be selling the shirts there so they're black shirts with glow in there i don't know if you can see it that way yeah we can see uh, that so, so that's the gonna, y, is the y glow in the dark because i don't know the, how black glows in the dark so the, the y <laughs> is going to glow in the dark yeah the that's y is going to awesome. glow in the dark isn't that awesome that is and, that is awesome so there'll be up for sale that day at the at the fan fest. So come out and enjoy that. And then we have also last year's shirts because we made them generic because we knew we'd be coming back and they just have BYU and motor, um, you know, Las Vegas and some cool stuff. So there's it's great certainly- stuff that we'll be supporting. And you know the neat thing about that, if I can just plug why, when we make those things through the alumni association, we do it as fundraisers to give back to the Y. You know, we did just in our region, we did 59 scholarships from what yep. we call the BYU replenishment grants. And every time you buy something from one of our alumni projects like that, it's really going back to the spirit of the Y and helping a, a student at BYU go to school. So we funded just in our region, this area, 59 scholars that are back up there because of people that were involved. And that's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Hey, we're getting a couple of questions from our streamers in regards sure. to Cougar Tales. Uh, will they be bringing Cougar Tales down to sell on Friday? La- last we heard, yes. They'll have the Cougar Tales <laughs> there. They'll have ice cream, but you know, that's that's a good question. But last we heard, they were planning that. So we'll see. The cougar tails and ice cream and that traditional thing. You know, when we started the very first fan fest down here, that's the first thing I did. I actually called up to up to the cougar, one of the guys up there, and I said, hey, we, we can't have an event without BYU, you know, brownies, <laughs> ice cream, and those traditional things. And they had come, they drove a bus down to Arizona or, or a van full of ice cream, and it was like so much fun. And I think that's been a big part of these events. You feel like you're home. Yeah. back home and you get to experience some of that stuff. I hope that people recognize, and I think they did last year, whether you have tickets to the game or not, you definitely need to go to the Fan Fest on Friday night. Absolutely. Absolutely. How many, how many BYU alum are in the Las Vegas area? You know, honestly, I'm not exactly sure, but there's thousands. between. And here's what's neat about this Fan Fest. Um, we, we, because of, there's some change in new leadership, Steve Morrison and his wife are the new leaders of that um Region, But we knew just from our experience last year 
we need a lot. So we actually have six, we have different six regions that are six chapters that are coming up, driving up Friday to help. So we have the wow. Las Vegas re- chapter, the Arizona Phoenix chapter, the Tucson chapter, the Albuquerque chapter, the Iron Utah Iron County, and this Utah St. George chapter. So they're all coming in to help. And so we'll have a lot of people, but I think there'll be thousands from that area. We could get the numbers. I unfortunately didn't get that. I apologize. That's all right. That's all right. Lots of people out there. I think last year, remember, it was um, end of August, right? We're still in August. Yeah. So it was super hot. The the fan fest, the fear was the the heat and and it was lighter longer. Yeah. Well, now we're in October. And so it's one, it'll be perfect weather. And uh, I actually asked just today, how's the weather? And they said, it's going to be great. That's so going to be great. And then good weather report. And then will there be lights? Will there be lights they did. brought actually, in? Well, that's one of the things we've talked about is they're going to be ringing lights. So if you, I actually put a, there's actually maybe a map out there. If you um, put it in the link, in the comments, there's some sections where you can link in to the map of the, of the park. And there's some, they've got lots of stuff. This is where we partnering with the, with the athletics, they bring a lot of this stuff down and we have some awesome um, fun facts, activities and involvement activities, um, lots of things that you can do. So, and one of the, one of the most important ones, I know I'm not sure how much free time, but I want to make sure we're good. You go. We we really, one of my focuses that I really came when I was at BYU, I was a student leader at at BYU and BYUSA and ASBYU. And we changed the whole focus of Students serving students in BYU Service Association, and that Enter the Loan Go for to Serve is our model. And so we've really been trying to focus our BYU alumni out there to do service. And so at this one, we actually have another uh, big service project. So I know that's a link I shared with the facilitator that we have. We're partnering with actually um, an organization that does helping feed the hunger for food. And so. Right now, you can go online and you can start donating. We've already raised 300 bucks. We haven't even started the game. And there's nice. two or $300, I think, already in there. And so by doing that, every dollar can feed, you know, three meals. And there's just lots of good stuff. So if you've watched that, which I know you guys have, if you've watched and seen some of the amazing um, experiences we've had all over as we go out and do these, you know, tailgate parties and fan fest, the service that's been going on is actually bringing some even national recognition. So well, we've been live. We, love that. we were live in Tampa and live in, uh, in Eugene, uh, with the alumni. And of course now in Vegas and all those, uh, uh, links that you mentioned are, are now available right here on the screen for folks on the service project and on the, the shirt that's going to be a popular shirt uh, that glows yep. in the dark. We only um, have so many, so you got to get there early and get them bought. So I think we only made a thousand. So is that right? Oh, we, we, need tell, we need to tell Spencer to pick some up for us. Yeah, Spencer Linton sure. will be down there. Hey, what yeah. uh, parking's always troublesome around Allegiant Stadium? Uh, yeah. And again, with another fifteen, maybe twenty thousand BYU fans strolling in there, what what have they told you? What what have the folks told you about the best place to park, or did you avoid driving altogether and take the bus? <laughs> what are you telling folks? Yeah, you know, that's always a challenge. I think I remember last year we parked um, far away and we just walked in and we enjoyed it. We actually went early, in fact, and that's probably what I would say is we went early. We went and got some food. I think In-N-Out Burger was right down the road. Yes, it is. And we it was packed again. All the blue shirts were there and we enjoyed dinner and then we could walk right down the road. So I think the challenge is um, wherever you're at, getting there early. Same thing with the fan fest. We're going to have a little bit of challenge with parking because the park is, we moved it a little bit where it was at last year. It's going to be in a different location. Okay. Um, but come ready for that, but come early for both that and the game. I think parking is going to be one of those um, get there early and, and find ways to 
carpool or get get connected other ways and the weather will be better too around the game you can hang out actually outside the stadium it was like 105 degrees when we were there last year and it shouldn't be that way right we had lots it was fun just to be there we went early and took pictures that stadium was amazing to be there with your all the cougars and taking pictures and that that's pretty cool and you know even just to shout back back to the fan fest this one of our biggest concerns last year i'm sure you guys remember that there was a lot of food there was a lot of stuff we actually are bringing five major food trucks some of the best ones for strip cheese and macaroni and cheese and cactus jacks and so there's going to be a bunch of food trucks there too that we that's can, good because blaine and um, i were starving there last year we had a yeah we were, i think we all were but we, <laughs> we, did, were all... we did get we did get some uh byu creamery ice cream at the very end yeah so yeah. we were okay we yeah, survived that's, that's as long as we get that we're good but yeah we did <laughs> look at that how do we make sure we got that going so there should be some food trucks and but I think you're right. How do we park, get there, you know, find out where you can park and walk in. So. As you look at uh, BYU joining the Big 12, and we'll finish up with this one. Uh, and, and now the football team's going to go into markets that it hasn't been in. Um, but there are BYU fans there. And it seems like every stop in this Big 12 is another opportunity for the alumni to kind of come out of the house put on their BYU yes. shirt, raise their flag, get together in a way they haven't been able to do it uh, in a long, long time. From the Alumni Association, how strategic is this, is this going to be moving uh, forward to try and get and connect everybody? Actually, we've already got a committee going. We've had it going for about a year. We have Seth, one of our, um, he's from Tennessee. He actually helped coordinate the big Tennessee thing, and he served as one of the region directors there. Now he's the Pac-12, uh, the Big 12, excuse me, that was great. <laughs> the Big 12 transition kind of committee. And we've already had lots of discussions. And I can tell you, uh, the service is a big part of that. How do we go into these communities and, and share the spirit of the way and also the church and being involved? And I think lots of discussions as well as how all these opening doors for even temples and churches and groups and all over expanding throughout this, that there's no coincidence as we have the opportunities to serve and make a difference and, and enjoy that and collaborate with each other to make a difference between the schools. I know last when I go up to the game when we were playing Baylor, we just talked a lot with them and they're like, welcome. We're excited to have another faith-based group that we can do stuff together. And I I am I just love that. And I know that um, we've had lots of discussions as a general uh, alumni board. How do we move on that? And so there's a, officially a committee, the Big 12 kind of transition committee. How do we work and plan and organize that? So I know BYU TV is doing the exact same thing. Uh, it's, it's rare that in 2022, three right that you get to just plop your university down into places it's never been and, and yeah and right. i think it's going to be awesome i know blaine and i are excited to kind of yeah. take the ride yeah well we are too and i know that i know that their alumni out throughout the country are as well because sometimes they've never seen you know we we we've got often in this side of the country we get the performing arts group and we've seen almost every every sports group but when you're way out in kind of different areas, you don't really get that chance, and now they will, and they're they're excited. But Morgantown with some of the games, Morgantown, West Virginia, the BYU's coming. Speaking yeah. of somewhere far out and away from from uh, yeah. from where we are, yeah. Well, it's good good experience, and it's great to be part of the Y and great to be part of the traditions we have. And I think, you know, the game is going to be another good tradition. You know, we'll be there, and we'll be there in force. So. Hey, thank it's, you. It's good. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thanks, 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 Dwayne, and thanks for all later. you're doing down there. That's going to be a great weekend. It's going to be fun. Thank you, guys. You got it. See you later. See you at the game, and all those yep. links are up for fans to find where the Fan Fest is 
uh, and uh, and the service project and how they can get involved and and folks all around the world that watch this show uh, who aren't going to be anywhere near Vegas can still donate to the service project. It's the BYU way. So, Dwayne, thank you. Have a great weekend down there. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Bye. We should be in Vegas, Blaine. This, this, this I know. You know what, though? We're not going to be, so everybody needs to plan to be with us. Right. I mean, we'll be with them. So, uh, Saturday, 530 Eastern, 330 Mountain, BYU Sports Nation game day. We're going to count down that BYU-Notre Dame game. Uh, we'll have Spencer live in Vegas, um, and you and I will be in a BYU TV studios along with uh, Dave Nixon and uh, and Bilo. Um, the thing that's really cool is that Marie Osmond is going to join us from Allegiant Stadium. DJ, can we put um, that picture up for the game day? Yeah, keep going, Blake. Yeah, how about how about that? That's that's your connection with Marie. I, I love Marie too. She's awesome. She's been on the Wise Guys with us and committed to be with us. Um, She's going to be down there with 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 Spencer at Allegiant Stadium. You sit down with Gunnar Romney um, as part of that uh, game day uh, show. It's going to be great. Um, remember, he left on crutches the last time I was in Vegas. Cougars and Irish will play at 530 Mountain on NBC, a live post-game show back on BYU TV with Dave and I. As soon as it's over, it's going to be a great Saturday of college football. We'll get you set for all of that. Yeah, we were talking earlier today on After Further Review that, um, you know, during Independence, a lot of these weekends it was uh, New Mexico State or or uh, Fresno State or whatever. And to have it be Notre Dame is uh, makes this one uh, one for the ages. You, you guys did After Further Review without me. Do you realize that we've been doing it for how many seasons? Uh, gosh, what, 10? 10 or 11? 10 seasons? Something like or that. Is our, I don't know, but this is the first. This is the first one I've ever missed. Yeah, yeah, we missed you. We're gonna have you do double the work next week. I'll do double. I'll do double next week. Our sure. next guest started seventy-one games and scored one thousand one hundred thirty-seven points for the BYU basketball team over three seasons between two thousand and two thousand three. His teams went forty-four and one at the Marriott Center. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Travis. Uh, played in two NCAA tournaments. Basketball brought him to BYU and took him around the world where he's made a tremendous impact on people both on and off the court. And it's a pleasure to welcome the great Travis Hansen to the Wise Guys. Hey, welcome. Thanks for joining us. What's up? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Travis, what's up, man? Happy Tuesday, my friend. Travis. How are you guys? Are, where, where are you? Like we always say we're in an undisclosed location. I'm in New York right now. So we, we told people that. Dave's in Provo. Where are you right now? I'm in Mapleton, Utah. Just got done coaching a third grade team. Ah, doing doing good stuff. Travis, it was fun. You're like one of the coolest persons we know. Do you do you, do you feel when you walk around? Do you feel like you're the coolest person? Uh, yeah, <laughs> one of the coolest. Who else do you guys know? We just know a few, but you're right. You're at the top of our list of cool people. Oh, you guys are nice. You guys are the coolest ones, man. You guys are good people doing good stuff, and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Love BYU, and I got. It sounds like I got to subscribe to the Wise Guys podcast. It really does. Yeah, you need, you need to come come join us more often. You can listen to it when you're driving around, riding your bike, whatever, man. So, hey, did hey, you when, did you ever play well, football when you were, when you were playing, um, Trav? We always used to say that dude would be a ridiculous tight end. He could play tight end. He could have been an NFL tight end. Did you did you play football at Mountain View High School? Nope, nope, never played football. Why not? I'm not as thick as thick as Chad Lewis and some of these guys <laughs> tied in. I would have been, I would have been awesome wide receiver. I would have been nice. It you throw it up the end zone, uh, in the end zone. I think I would have got most most of those. What was that your vertical? What was your vertical? Because you could fly. 
40, 40, 40. Inch, 6'5", 40 inch vertical. And your football coach yeah. never tried to get you out there at Mountain View? Mountain View is not known for football. So <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Football, Mountain View guys. My bad. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I was just always a, a hooper. I played soccer growing up too. Tried my hand at baseball. It was too boring. And, and I was just, I just love basketball through and through. Man, if we could line you up on one side and Puka Nakua on the other, that'd be dangerous. I'm too big for Puka. Puka's only 6'2". I'm too big. Yeah. No, I'm like, we line him up on the on the left, and we line you up on the right and have Jaron at quarterback. Who's going to defend that? Nobody could stop that with you and Puka as the two wide receivers. I would hope not. As long as Jaron gets it close, we'll, we'll, we'll go up and get it. Hey, when you consider uh, how an athlete gets to an elite level like you've been, how much of it's hard work? How much of, it's, how much of it is just being gifted with the right skills like speed, height, leaping ability coach coach rose told me this um a while ago um this is something like uh, imagine how many things have to line up in, in your life to, to to be the head coach of byu you know it's not like those positions open um often and he paid the price and went to dixie to the I think it's just similar for, for every career and every pursuit. There's, there's a lot that has to go right. You know, can't get injured, right system, right coach, right talent, uh, the right body type, um, uh, in, incredible mentality. I mean, ment- the mental piece is way bigger than I ever thought it was um, playing professionally with these guys because I started playing with guys that weren't as talented and didn't have 40-inch verticals, but they were super smart and mentally tough and knew the right plays to make and, and they played a long time professionally. So um, to answer your question, just a lot of things have to line up and I'm very thankful I was able to play as long as I was able to. With your, with your natural skills, like with the height and the, and the explosiveness and your speed and all that, you could have played a bunch of different sports. Why, why was it basketball for you? Ooh, sixth grade. Um, about I, th- I think it was fifth sixth grade someone grabbed me and i, I loved kickball <laughs> i loved football i loved tetherball you know um loved baseball and grew up probably playing more baseball um than basketball and it just so happened in sixth grade someone asked me to play speed and i just noticed i was better i noticed i was quicker faster and 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 something clicked in in my mindset that that's what i wanted to play so i ended up playing up a year seventh grade eighth grade and and just, I think I was naturally more gifted to that sport, to tell you the truth. I think I could have been possibly good at other sports, who, who will know, but but basketball seemed to click for me. And it, with my body type and mentality, it, it turned out to be a good fit. 2003, your first team, All Mountain West Conference, co-defensive player of the year, drafted with the 37th overall pick by Atlanta in the NBA draft. Are you living the dream at this point? Oh man, that that in that moment I was, I was like overwhelmed, exhausted because I was living in Bradenton, Florida, traveling to work work out for these teams. I did twenty one NBA workouts where they fly you in, you do an assessment physically, intellectually, you you play one on one or two on two. Many of the workouts end up playing against Dwayne Wade, and uh, they bring in one of the best guards that they're thinking about drafting, and one of the best big guys and. I was so exhausted by the end. I was just glad that anybody drafted me. Um, <laughs> but it turned out to be a great fit and, and uh, just awesome memories of Atlanta. Very thankful for my time in Atlanta. I got to go back to this summer. 
What's the biggest misconception kids have about playing in the NBA? Um, I don't, I don't know that it's, that it's just easy, easy, easy that it's, uh, you know, I, 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 sometimes I give talks and I spoke today at the entrepreneurial school of UVU and, and kids will say, how much money you make? What's your favorite car? You know, I think, I think their misconception right. is it's just, you just drive Lamborghinis and shoot hoops and it's so easy. It's hard. You travel, it's hard on your, your family. It's hard on your, your, um, your body. It's hard mentally. Um, I think one of the most misconceptions is you're just this talented freak that made it in the NBA because you're seven foot and can jump. These guys work hard. I did the work ethic. You say when you work hard, good things happen, great things, and sometimes incredible things. Um, it, these guys have earned the incredible thing because of the time and effort over years and years and years that they've that they've been able to mentally and physically put in in the gym. So uh, it was amazing to get to Atlanta and see Jason Terry, how he never missed. I mean, he was nine out of ten every shot he made off the dribble, fadeaways from three from half court. I mean, he had put so much time in that I was. I was in shock how good he was. Former BYU basketball star and global game changer for hundreds, thousands of kids and their families. Travis Hansen's on the Wise Guys tonight. After a year in the NBA, you decide to play the rest of your career over in Europe. So what didn't you like about the NBA? And I've, I've heard your talks, and, and I know that uh, you've expounded on this. There was something about whatever that was better for you and your family in Europe. What was it? Um. Super simple. Um, my team sold when I was in Atlanta. Ted Turner owned it. They sold it to a local a team, and the GM and the head coach got fired. And when all your people, you know, that loved you and signed you, your owner, your GM, your head coach, all change over, uh, the culture uh, changed overnight. Number one. Number two. My agent called me and said, "Look, you're on a, a two-year deal. You're making." this amount if you want to try your hand at spain i got a team right now that'll pay you four times uh less tax uh plus first class tickets plus housing plus a car and i really just looking at my cute little family we got one little boy who's two and i got my sweet little wife and i'm thinking if i die right now she's gonna have to work for the rest of her life and so it was just a a life-changing opportunity to go make enough money to take care of my family you know while while you're overseas especially the 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 seasons that you spent in Moscow, uh, you and your wife decided to get involved with improving the lives of children in orphanages over there. Um, you created what's now called the Sunshine Heroes Foundation. What, what's that and, and how does it work? So my wife and I had the op- opportunity to, to re-sign in Spain or go to Russia. And for some reason, we felt prompted to go to Russia, which was not in the top 10 or 20 places we we wanted to go ended up going there and we fall in love fall in love with people fall in love with the communities um and 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 my team and at the same time my wife and i were dreaming of a big family and early on at BYU, we were in a BYU devotional at the marriott center A, a couple in front of us had a little baby and we felt that intuition those whispers that come um and that we should have a family that we should start so our first little baby boy came quickly, and we named him Ryder, who's who's currently serving in Madrid, Spain, back nice. in my wow. hometown, <laughs> serving in the same place he grew up, which is an amazing story. And um, 
And then we had miscarriages. We had problems. We had infertility. We had struggles. And, and we're living millions of miles away from family. And my wife um, finds solace and comfort in the scriptures. She always has. She always She's just super Christ-like. And, and um, she is reading in Matthew, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And she says, you know what? I got to stop thinking about my problems. This is a girl who wants a big family, who wants to be a mom more than anything, um, who's going through physical elements. And she decides, you know what? I need to stop thinking about myself. There's a lot of kids here that need help. So she starts to research orphanages and, and how foster care in the U.S. is this net that somehow uh, captures a lot of kids that are falling through the cracks of, of through parents that have been um, uh, uh, deemed unfit to be parents due to alcohol and drugs. And in Russia, they don't have foster care. And so the kids that fall through the cracks end up at hospitals or makeshift uh, homes that it's just a bad situation. So that is how um, Sunshine Heroes was born from a a little cute girl uh, supporting her husband, playing professional basketball, trying to have a family, listen to those intuition, those thoughts and thought, man, I have problems but there's probably someone else with other things. And we're not here just for basketball. We're here to do some good. So that's, uh, we started a foundation and it's blessed, blessed our lives more than I think the people we've helped, but we hope, we hope them too. How many countries is your foundation involved with now helping kids? 10. 10. Yep. That's Nepal, yep. Africa, Thailand, Panama, China. China. Yep. Nic- Nicaragua, Peru. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's been a Dominican Republic has been awesome. Yeah, Dominican Republic just got some of that hurricane that just came down. So yeah, it, it I mean, is that that is just amazing to me. Um how how does that I mean, how has that changed your lives? You get being involved with these kids, um, and how's it resonated in the in the lives and in and the the attitude and the mentality that your own kids have? Um, that's a great question. Um, it's just brought so many rewards and blessings to us, like serving and callings, coaching kids, um, uh, you know, running businesses, uh, serving others, um, working at homeless shelters. Anytime you're serving others, being a parent, <laughs> anytime you're serving others, you, you, you just, I think you get, you become a little bit more like Jesus Christ. I think you, um, your heart's humbled. Your eyes are opened uh, mentally. You're you're strengthened. You're, you you become more humble. You become become more grateful for everything you have, um, and and you just my my kids especially as they travel, they're they're just in shock. Like most of us that serve missions, that people have dirt floors, that they don't have running water, clean water. They don't have opportunity uh, opportunity. They don't have both parents. They don't have a, both parents that love them. They don't have education. And so for me, it's, it's made me really believe that every day truly is a gift. I'm so thankful for my parents, so thankful for a good mom and dad that sets you up with a foundation that's just, you know, indescribable of, of what the impact that has on your life. And then number two, for, for America, for opportunity, for education of what you can really build the American dream, which is the life you really want to have, uh, whatever you do for work or career or health wise. In, in other countries, it's just it's not what it is. Too much corruption and, 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 and not enough opportunity. And so probably the number one thing I'd say is gratitude. 
Isn't it interesting how uh, putting a ball in a basket or slamming one, which uh, which you did quite often, and no one I, I had a better time playing basketball at BYU than than you did. It was on your face. It was in your emotions and all those things. And you went 44-1 and one at the Marriott Center, so you were a beloved character there uh, in the big house. But, uh, but look what that simple game has done for – for everyone that you've managed to touch around the world. I mean, it started with making a layup, uh, but, but where you went from BYU to what you've done is, is phenomenal. Um, I mean, it's just blessed my life. It's been a ride of a lifetime to, you know, shooting hoops at Orm Elementary to Orm Junior High <laughs> to, <laughs> to, tra- to traveling around the world. And, um, you know, basketball can use you. You know, sports can use you and spit you out or, or you can use it to really uh, improve your life and, and live the life you want. And, and, you know, credit, really credit goes to coaches and mentors, uh, professors, my wife. Um, I was smart enough to listen to them, which some of these kids are a little bit more stubborn. Um, but I was smart enough to listen to them and, and know that um, – they kind of knew more than I did. So, so, so I wanted to quit three times in my career. Really? The first year was um, with Heath, Heath Schroyer at BYU. I was, I was newly, maybe a sophomore at BYU, and I was so tired. Missionary feet, dipping dip them in Epsom salt, skin falling off, legs were killing me. I was done. Like, I, I, was, I was done. I told my wife, babe, I can't, I can't do this. She's like, you, look, it's your choice. But you committed. You committed. At least finish the year out. And I was mentally, you know, done. And and she said, just finish the year out. Finish the year out. Never thought about quitting again at BYU. Yeah. Get to the NBA. NBA is tough. I mean, the environment's tough. The people are tough. I'm not playing very well. I broke my foot. I'm, I'm in a I'm in a in a brace. I'm not playing really well. I stopped, I called my dad. I'm done. I can make money doing something else. And he's kind of like, well, you're making pretty good money for a first year. <laughs> That's what dads do. It's yeah. now, son, think of this through. Yeah. yeah, you might want to think this. Go ahead, keep talking. So you know, and um, it says you know, might want to want to think this through. Might want to might want to commit. And and you signed a contract. You got a responsibility. This is a job, and it's, it's, you know, you need to do your best. And third was at Spain. The first year in Spain, I played for a guy named Dusko. And I, I practiced so much, overtrained so much that my right calf turned black. I broke every muscle in my calf. Mm. And um, I hated it. I hated running in the mountains and training. And and again, I told my wife, babe, I think I'm done. I'll go do something else. And again, credit goes to her. You know, she's like, you know, kind of suck it up, bro. You got other teammates that have been here five years. <laughs> can't be that hard, you know. Maybe because you came from the South NBA or something. This is, this, you know, Europe's tough. And and uh, it's okay. So, you know, these people not allowing me to quit, but instead validating me and, and sustaining me and even kind of inspiring me to stay in it uh, absolutely changed my life. That's awesome. So people come on the show and they always tell us these stories, Travis, which, um, you know, Mark Wilson was on with us. I, you remember the great Mark Wilson, for, you know, first round oh, yeah. draft pick of the Oakland Raiders. Mark was telling us the time he went into Lavelle Edwards' office and quit. And Lavelle talked him out of it. And then he yep. came back and, uh, and uh, ends up first-round draft pick. So yeah. I think we all have to have somebody that, that validates us and tells us, no, nah, you can keep doing this when we, when we come across. That's, that's the, those are great stories. We appreciate that. Hey, how can, how can people help? 
with, with the foundation. Tell us and tell all the folks that are with us and they listen to this podcast and everything, like how they can get involved and help with the foundation. Um, yeah, I think, I think number one um, is to personally just, just spend the time learning about Jesus, learning about what he taught, what he did, and just try to emulate that in your life. We need more of that in our, in this world. Number one, number two, you know, be a really good parent, spend the time with your kids, get them off cell phones and social media you know, make them work hard, make them do hard things. Um, we, we kind of, as a foundation, we kind of deal with the fallout when you don't have those two, two things in your life. Um, and, and thirdly, just start wherever you can. You know, there's kids down the street. There's organizations here in, in Utah. There's there's opportunities everywhere if you'll just look. You know, someone told me everyone should spend their days at least praying or worrying about somebody. Um, you're welcome to come to the Sunshine Heroes uh, Foundation. It's it's uh, spreadsunshine.org and come and learn about what we're doing. But specifically, I'm sure there's there's opportunities in your own life that you can look and find people that, that need some help. Spreadsunshine.org. Visiting- did, did you ever think, Travis, like, I know that you had aspirations in sports as you were growing up. Did you ever think that one of the awards you would win um, or be bestowed? It's not, I don't know, you win this award. You're, it's bestowed upon you by BYU. You were honored with the Distinguished Alumni Award. Was that was that something you ever thought about? That's serious when you stuff. Were growing up? That's pretty amazing. I was just I was just trying to graduate. <laughs> I was just trying to I was trying I was trying to get through epidemiology in some of these classes, you know. Um, no, but but what an incredible honor! That that's more for my wife. She's the heart behind the foundation. She's the love. She's the one that has empathy and compassion and loves people and children and. I'm just along the ride. I, I hitched my wagon to her, and as she wants to help people, I'm I'm the executor. If she wants to help people, I'm in, and and, and I, I can get things done. But you know, we got nominated with Clayton Christensen and Gary Saban, and yeah. it's just opportunity to meet those. Those are heroes of mine. Was was amazing. One thing the three of us share in common is we've we've all lost a parent. Your mom Laurie passed away when you were 18. How proud do you think she is with all the good that that you're doing and um, and of course, she'll say number one, you married up, but you've established that already here tonight. And do you think she's pleasantly surprised that you've done all this? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I, I can tell you, anyone that's lost a, a parent, sibling, or anyone that you love, when you need them, they are there, one hundred percent. She has. Um, I'm just so lucky. I got to spend eighteen years with her, learn from her, the memories I have. Um, I hope absolutely that I'm making her proud. Um, I really, really miss her, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Visiting with former BYU basketball star Travis Hansen, the same Travis Hansen that scored 30 points and grabbed 17 rebounds at Pepperdine during his senior season. Did you go surfing after that, or was it just everything in Firestone Arena, and then you got on the bus and came home? Because it seems like, let's see, you had your hair dyed, you were, you were a free spirit. It seems like you'd go catch a couple waves after – demolishing the Pepperdine waves. You remember that day? It, it sounds like you heard some stories. So we can get done. <laughs> we get done and score whatever it was and got 30 so and 17. Rebounds. 30 yeah. and 17. Yeah, yeah. And ESPN wants to interview me. And so me, Terry Nashif, and Steve Pincock stay after the game. And everyone else is gone. Everyone else in the hotel, <laughs> they're eating. And, and we're like an hour, hour and a half behind everybody. So we start cruising down the PCH, headed back to the hotel. And Steve Pinkock's like, 
hey, you guys want to get in the ocean? <laughs> we're like, heck yeah. So we pull over and we're like in our spandex. I'm on like half the uniform off and and, and we jump in and, and screw around and come back to the hotel and we open the you know sliding glass, their sliding door, the van, all the sand poured out. <laughs> Cleveland is like, where have you guys been? Um, yeah, we we celebrated with those. Those guys are good friends of mine. Fantastic. Uh, you know what, Pepper? Every time Dave and I do a game at Pepperdine, I'm in the arena and I'm going, why would anybody come here and play? There's like 15 people here. And then we walk out that front door and look and I go, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Forgot about this view, right? <laughs> so, it's a beautiful campus. Yeah, it yep. is so beautiful. Hey, BYU joined the Big 12 next season. How excited are you for that? And can they compete in that league? This is the best league in college basketball that they're joining. Oh, my gosh. I wish I was playing. Oh, Phenomenal um, leadership with Tom Homo and Brian Santiago and, and Liz getting us in the Big 12 and, and and making really hard choices along the way that allowed for this to happen. Even earlier, four or five years earlier, than they really tried hard and we didn't get in. It ended up probably contributing to us getting in. But absolutely, we can compete. I think we'll compete easier uh, to begin with in, with other sports. Yeah. But, um, you know, you got Mark Pope leading it out so he'll he i don't think there's anyone that works harder than mark pope and um he just got you know first couple of years might be an adjustment but i'm all in i think i think they'll eventually figure it out and, and win a lot of games and i'll be right there cheering them on you mentioned mark do you do you have much interaction with mark and the team now um that you're you're back here in utah and have been for a long time do you do you get to interact with that group much not enough uh uh, Cody Fieger was just in my house with his third grader kid. So we were coaching <laughs> our third graders together. Um, uh, yeah, I love them. I, I, not enough. We're busy with their, you know, with their job and I got uh, my job and, and, but we got to go to Italy a few, a few years ago with our yeah. wives together with Mark Pope. Uh, I met him when he was playing with the Denver Nuggets and I was playing for Atlanta Hawks. Um, got to see Leanne at the BOU game last week. Uh, she's a remarkable human. And so um, as much time as we can get with the Popes, we'll take because we really love them and look up to them. This is the wise guys, but uh, you also have a big hand in development over at Utah Valley where you played your freshman year. And Mark Madsen's in our state. We see him in the, the halls at ch- church all the time. What To have Mark Madsen and Mark Pope as the two Division One basketball coaches in Utah Valley is like a coup. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, Mark Madsen, we played AU ball together. Uh, we, I love that guy. And when he got the job, he called my, my cell phone, left a voicemail and said something like, Travis Hansen, the basketball world is calling you back. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I said, bro, you need, you need to raise some money over there. I don't know if you can afford me, bro. If there's any, anytime I'd ever coach, I'd coach with him or Mark Pope. I, I love them. They're both dear friends. It's incredible that they're coaches and both universities are lucky to have them. I was just at UVU today for three or four hours i spoke to the entrepreneurial school yeah. got to hang out with the dean and some professors and and i, I love uvu too i actually serve in a in a calling over there at uvu institute of religion great great all right we've got a football question for you and then five uh five quick questions um and then we'll get you back to your family we sure appreciate your time but let's talk football we've got notre dame on saturday night what three things need to happen for byu to win in vegas Got to get some stops. <laughs> you got to score. And Jalen Hall's got to play really well. 
that's it. Those are the three. You do those three things, just, and and we're, we're three, in business. Yeah, I was gonna limit tur- limit turnovers. <laughs> uh, you know, play. Hey, that's uh, the one jump, thing. Jump, B- jump B- around after the third quarter. I mean, <laughs> BYU is the number one team in the country, and 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 turn. They don't give up the ball. They only have one turnover. They're they're tied for first in the country in least amount of turnovers. So. Hey, you've grown up here with with BYU having outstanding quarterbacks. This Jaron Hall is as good as any of them. He's fun to watch. What do you like about his style? Um, he's super mature. Gosh, man! In fact, I saw him the other day at a restaurant, and he's like, "Travis Hansen, I saw you on Netflix." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like more famous for Netflix than I'm in basketball anymore." Um, he is uh, incredibly poised. He's a, a incredible athlete. Um, high IQ, a great leader, as you saw with um, um, the game that went into overtime with the with the kicker Jake Oldroyd. Yeah, with um, Baylor. So I, I would probably say one of my favorite things about Jaron Hall is his leadership. It's it's hard to be a leader and and to get people to really follow you with all these different personalities and and uh, besides being an incredible quarterback and high IQ and a great athlete, he, he's a natural born leader. He knows how to lead, which is a talent. All right, Blaine, let's hit him up with five yeah, quick questions. We, we give you five questions. You don't think about it. You just answer them. So your favorite sports movie? Oh, Hoosiers. Nice. Nice. Favorite singers? Yeah, I like both of those. those <laughs> so uh, um, Rob Jensen, or that guy we had an earlier um, famous, world-famous artist, um, he said Moneyball. I forgot about that one. That's a good sports movie I'd That's forgotten about. So. That's awesome. Remind me, I might have to go back and watch that one with Brad Pitt. Okay, favorite singer or band? Coldplay. Nice. Classic. Favorite breakfast cereal? Oh my gosh, breakfast cereal is like my favorite thing. Frosted mini wheats. <laughs> Frosted mini wheats. Actually, I say raisin bran, and all my kids are like, "You're no. so gross." Uh, oh, I think Marie Osmond went with frosted mini wheats too. That's yeah. a good choice. We, we shun people that don't eat cereal that has some type of sugar already on it. So. Somebody Although said, raisin bran, I think, I think raisin bran has sugar on the raisins, doesn't it? Or do you have to put it on? I think they have some sugar know. on that. Somebody Honey said life. Everything. I'm a cereal guy. I love cereal. Who was it that said life? Was it, uh, uh, Nixon's, uh, Nixon's buddy. Yeah, re- Bri- regular life cereal. Come on. I think Brian Keel said, life said life with, yeah, just the regular. No, that was awful. it's not happening. Frosted mini wheats. What I like about that is that's like pretending like it's healthy. It's like, hey, exactly. let's take let's take tiny little hay bales, but let's cover them with sugar, right? That's what I like about that. One. So, so your favorite BYU memory? Oh, bringing my son out my senior night and having him and my wife and and, and my dad come out with me. Um, you know, all these people that help support you. So, probably that. How about your senior night, Rick? You're capping up a forty-four and one run at home. That that's something. That that Marriott awesome. Center, you got you guys got that Marriott Center rocking through that time. Well, with the fans, uh, the fans and and the administration, everyone that puts everything together and works so hard. I mean, they all have a credit too. So it, it was an easy place to win when you had twenty two thousand screaming fans that supported you. All right, here's the big one. Yeah, this is one just specifically designed for you. What's your favorite Russian cuisine? <laughs> Kartoshka. All right, and what's what that? Is that? I, I, they just they love their baked potatoes. They're so good at baked potatoes. So we in New York and, and throughout America we have hot dog stands. Yeah. They, they have baked potato stands. 
What? Or, really? or ice cream stands. Yeah, it could be 30 below and they get a pound of baked potato and, a, and an ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that only happened in Idaho. I didn't realize that it's also in Russia. <laughs> so, that's awesome. That's awesome. The great Travis Hanson with us on Wise Guys tonight. Uh, thank you so much for your time. And we salute you for the person you are and the representative you are of BYU. And proud to call you our friend. And uh, anyway, any way we can help. With all the good you're doing, just please holler at us. You guys are my people. We love you. You guys are heroes of mine. So thank you for all you do. Now I'm subscribing right now. Right now. Thanks, Travis. Awesome. Love you, brother. Love you guys. Thank you. Great Travis Hansen, 44-1 and one as a Cougar. and But what he's done with basketball to help kids all over the world, both he and, and his wife, Lurie, it's, it's just phenomenal. We've had two people on tonight with Rob Jensen and and uh, with Travis Hansen, who uh, have found a way to take their BYU experience and in two very different ways, uh, affect millions of people in positive ways. And um, that's, that's just awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. We, and you know what? We, we like to catch people doing great things. Um, and, and those are two that are doing great things. They're helping people all over the world. It's, it's, it's really amazing. And uh it's not always just through sports, right? Right. But uh, it's kind of fun when a, a somebody that's as good at sports as as Travis Hansen also is like as he clips that many times over with the good that he's done in the world. It's really cool. And it's cool that he's our friend. Uh, I like that's knowing, right. I like knowing that Travis Hansen is one of our friends. Hey, he's just uh, a Utah County guy. He's yeah. just a Utah County, and, and I and I love his dad Scott. They're, they're, it, it's, it's a he's a great family. DJ, can you put up after further review for us next week? Next Tuesday, on After Further Review, look at this. It's Viva Las Vegas. We'll break down Saturday night's game between the Cougars and the Irish, and we'll look ahead to next week's home battle against Arkansas uh, out of the SEC. Don't miss uh, AFR next Tuesday. It's starting at 5 Mountain on the free BYU TV app, all before and all new Wise Guys at wiseguys.com, YouTube, and Twitch. I love that. Viva Las Vegas. That sets the tone for the rest of the week. Even you know, though, and isn't it funny? Like I, I'm looking at this BYU team, and I'm thinking, there's no reason why they can't win these next two games. No, like, I'm expecting them to. And if we go back to the b- very beginning of the year, let's say just a couple weeks in, we're feeling really good about BYU, but Notre Dame's right up there. You know, Notre Dame and Arkansas are both top ten teams, and we're thinking, man, what's that going to be like? Is that going? Hey, I look at those two teams, and I, I really truly believe there's no reason why BYU can't win both of those those football games i just hope I, this is the test of whether or not we're big 12 ready middle right. of the season back-to-back smash mouth physical football teams are, are we, can we man up and fight back and beat them um or get run over by them which we've gotten run over a bunch during independence because we we have been beaten up in september well now these are the battles of october and uh i'm curious to see if we if we come out with the same fire that we had against baylor Saturday night, and if we do, we win that game. And you know, it's interesting because I look at BYU; um, they've made it through these last several games with some guys out. Yeah, and and it's tested their depth, and that's the thing we've talked about being the big question: is you know, can BYU be big enough to compete with this type of a schedule? And they proved that they could do it last year; that they go 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 deep, deep, deep. And uh, man, I think of that receiving core this year and how deep BYU has had to go into that receiving core and how good they've been at number four and number five and number six. And now all these guys, it feels like they're getting healthy. 
Yeah. Again, and some of those D linemen that have been out are getting healthy again, just in time for Notre Dame and Arkansas. Um, so this this is a healthy deep football team. I feel really good about it. In our final few minutes, let's go over some picks. Uh, this day yeah. in history, we've got an awesome Lavelle Edwards quote that's perfect for Notre Dame week. Um, all right, so you picked up a point on me last week. I'm not happy about it, but I couldn't pick the Utes, and so. Now you, and here's the thing: you like that's the only time, you, like you actually pick the best team and and i except for when it's utah you cannot pick them um and i actually just pick like i'm like oh i like those guys i want them to win i pick the teams i want not who i think is going to win so uh, clearly because i'm blowing you away in this competition so 29 I, and 12 I invite you back all right yeah. texas a&m at number one alabama this was going to be bama. a really good game bama yeah i hear you uh how about this one washington state at usc this is an interesting one i, I think washington state's pretty good if this was at Washington State, I would I would pick Washington State, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take USC. But I don't think USC is the number six team in the country. I'm sorry. Yeah, they haven't had a test yet. They play the Utes in a couple of weeks, and and then we'll see. We'll see where. Yeah, the Utes, Utes have UCLA this week. That's gonna be one. We're gonna talk about that one. So okay, Texas. Let's skip the. Uh, I don't I don't care about North Carolina State. Texas and Oklahoma. They're playing unranked. I think for the first time in our lifetime. Yeah. Both teams are not ranked. They're. I don't know what's going on with Oklahoma, and Texas is not back. So who uh, who are you picking there? I'm just going to go Oklahoma because it's at Oklahoma. They're playing the that's Cotton Bowl. One. They're in the Cotton Bowl, I think. Oh, are they playing? Are they playing in the Cotton Bowl? Yeah, this yeah, week? that's where they play. It's the Red, Red River, River rivalry, right? Yeah. I'm going. You Texas. know what? I'm changing my mind. Then I'm going Texas. Right. Give me Texas. Something's wrong with Oklahoma. Uh, number eleven Utah at number nineteen UCLA. This is Saturday afternoon before uh, game day and. Uh, BYU Notre Dame on NBC. This is like I, I think UCLA is better than people think they are. I thought they looked um, pretty good against Washington last week. Yeah, so. they're they're pretty good. This is on the road, and U- Utah has had a few issues without Keithy. I, I'm picking the upset UCLA over Utah, um, in in the Rose Bowl. You know I'm going UCLA on that one. So you're you're going. I'm just thinking through it. And, you know, Utah has one game every year where they kind of stumble and they shouldn't. I think this is the one. I think UCLA is the one. You're just picking them because you don't want Utah. Well, there's a variety of reasons, and that's one of them. But also, that have you noticed this year Utah's playing the uh, healthy quarterbacks, like UCLA's yeah. quarterback, uh, and if USC's quarterback's healthy, and Washington State, I don't know if they play them. Last year they had all the backups. Um, yeah. And then uh, will they get, when, when they get Oregon and they get UCLA and they get USC, will the, will they be healthy? Because that doesn't always happen. Yeah. So Texas Tech at uh, number seven, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State in a runaway. I think Oklahoma State is legit number seven. Great. We all pick the same. What kind of competition is this? We all pick the same. I know. All right. We'll see what happens. Uh, Cougars in the NFL this week. The yeah, Chargers. So, so yeah, Chargers. Kyle Van Noy and Michael Davis. They're at the Browns. Sione Takitaki. How about the Lions and Jamal Williams, who leads the NFL with six touchdowns? He's also on my fantasy team. He's playing great. He's playing great. They're at the Patriots. I love it. Yeah, Jamal's playing great. Seahawks are at the Saints. The Saints are coming back from their game in England. Uh, Taysom had a touchdown run in that one. Danny Sorensen there with the Saints. I don't know what's going on with the Saints. I don't know if Winston's going to be healthy enough to be a quarterback. The, the backup isn't going to be that. And then Taysom has to be the backup to the backup, so then he doesn't go get to do all of his Swiss Army knife stuff. I don't know what the Saints are doing. 
Yeah, who knows? But hey, you know what though? He's getting paid. It's all good. He's getting paid a so. lot. He's getting paid a lot. How about Zach Wilson? Yeah, the Dolphins are at the Jets. Um, he had a touchdown catch, a touchdown throw. Um, Wilson, like, he came back and made his uh, his re-debut in a big, big way. He struggled early in that game, and then he really came on, and he engineered a game-winning drive, which a Jets quarterback hasn't done in forever. Yeah. Um, he's the toast of the town in, in, in New York right now. I'm back here, and he's the toast of the town. When you do the gritty uh, on your comeback, things have gone your way, even though that it's came earlier. Good. And so and the Dolphins, the, don't have, the Dolphins don't have their starting quarterback, so this is a game, Zach. The yeah, Jets Zach could actually win back-to-back games. String two games, and, and the and the Jets would have a winning record five games into the season. That that hasn't happened in forever. So, no. how about our guy Tyler Algier last week? So the Falcons uh, this week at the Bucks. That's a that's a big one. But Tyler Algier ten carries for eighty four yards last week. And by the way, on my fantasy team, I have Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. He had a bad thigh, so I took him out and I put Tyler Algier in. Nice. And he just came big time for me. I think he's the starting running back now due to the injury to Patterson. Yeah. He came up big time for me. You know what? I remember Steve Young telling us uh, in the summer that he thought by week four, Algeria yeah. would be the starting running back for the Falcons. And here Steve we are at week four. <laughs> and now there have been and, some injuries and all that stuff, but here he is. If he's the starter, the way, my, Steve will be. My baby girl, Libby, uh, um, was at the Niners game for Monday Night Football last night down on the field with Steve. Oh, good. She's spoiled. Yes, she is. She was, she was like, she sent me a picture and said, Hey, Dad, I'm just here hanging out with John Lynch. So I'm like, yeah, you're living a different life than the rest of us. <laughs> Dax Milne, I'm not sure how much. I don't see him in the box score much. I don't know how much playing time he's getting with the Commanders, but they're home against yeah. Tennessee. Titans at Commanders, they're home. And then, and then, of course, we do see Fred Warner. How good was he Niners, last night? And then Brady Christensen to the Panthers. The Niners and the Panthers, Fred Warner and Brady Christensen going head-to-head. Is Brady going to have to block Fred? Mm, not likely unless he pulls and gets out in space. How so, good how good was Fred last night when they stuck it to the Rams? He's one of the best players in the league, period, at any position. Two so. minutes left in the show. We're in the two-minute warning on this day in history, October 4th, 1535, the first Bible is printed in English. Amazing. 1824, Mexico becomes a republic. 1883, on this day, the Orient Express departs on its first official journey from Paris to Istanbul. In 1906, I know this one's very important to you. The Cubs beat the Pirates to finish the Major League Baseball season 116 and 36. Now, why is that on this list? Read the next sentence. Because that 736 winning percentage has not been matched since. That's the Cubs for you right there. Despite all our losing seasons in between, we had 1906, and we had 1908, and then we had 2016. That's been pretty much it. (laughs) 1915, Dinosaur National Monuments established here in Utah and Colorado. I didn't realize that was there that long ago. 1957, Leave it to Beaver debuts on CBS. How about that? That's amazing. Pier 39 opened in San Francisco in 1978, and no one was happier about it than all those sea lions that come up there and hang out. And get free food. <laughs> 1990, Beverly Hills 90210 debuts on Fox. Remember that series? Oh, yeah. That changed how people dressed. Yes. And uh, I never really liked it. I, I missed that window, but um, uh, but clearly it had its following. Uh, and how about 2015 Van Halen's final public appearance at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles? One of the great rock bands in the history of yeah. 
of music. Well, that, and Sammy Hagar wasn't with him for that one, right? No. Uh, no. I know David Lee Roth was back. Yeah, and his voice isn't the same. No. It's not the same. Hagar, Hagar was some, when we were hanging out at Hagar's place in Mexico. That was awesome. he wasn't there. Yeah. That that's when we Hagar was and he is, was the man. That, my favorite Van Halen. Well, I, there's some great David Lee Roth ones too. But when when Sammy Hagar was there, though, some of my favorite Van Halen songs are with him as the lead singer. So yeah. So birthdays, 1822, Rutherford B. Hayes, the 19th president of the United States. And how about 1923, Charlton Heston? What an wow. actor he was. I met him um, when they did a remake of the Ten Commandments. Not a remake, but they jazzed it all up and brought it into modern technology. And Cecil B. DeMille's artwork was being honored at the Sierra Theater, and Charlton Heston came. And I wow. was a student at BYU for KBYU, and I went out and interviewed him for a story on Channel 11. And I was just this punk kid. I'm still, I'm just an older punk, but I was just this punk kid interviewing him. And he was so kind and respectful. And and I asked him, I remember asking him about uh, the Ten Commandments. And, um, and he said, you know, you can't walk uh, along Mount Sinai and not be a changed person. And that, that movie had such an impact on him. And I just, he was first class through his career. But he was nice to me. And then all of a sudden, I was like, you know what? That means you're bigger than life to me. Um, well, but he was Charlton so cool. Heston, I mean, Charlton Heston is Moses to me. Yeah. You know I mean, when I picture Moses in my mind's eye, it's Charlton Heston. When we meet Moses, we might be disappointed. No, because it'll be just like Charlton hey, look, Heston. You don't look like Charlton Heston. You look like, you look like my uncle, you know? No, he... You, for all we know, it will be Charlton Heston. I don't know. I'll tell you what, Captain Moroni better look like, you know. Yeah, Captain, Captain Moroni, Moroni, all the pictures I see is a is a big jack dude. So <laughs> yeah. he better be. <laughs> so. If he's looking like me at 5'9", I'm going to go, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> all right, we've got a great quote from Lavelle. And Caleb Chapman, who just got married, he and Tommy um, were married last week. And we stopped by the wedding reception in his backyard with Big Bad Voodoo Daddy playing right there in his yard. And it was so awesome. It was great to see him happy. Uh, they're off to Bora Bora and um, having a good time. But uh, he's going to play a saxophone rise and shout because that's what we do when we win, even though last week we forgot. So we're not going to forget this week. But uh, why don't you take care of the Lavelle quote? So uh, this is as reported in the Deseret News the night before the Notre Dame game in 1994. Lavelle Edwards told his team, this is the best play in football. That said, he grabbed a football and got down on one knee. Running the clock out. That's right. The victory formation is the best play in football, <laughs> according to Lavelle. Chad Lewis so. blocked a field goal in the third quarter of that game. Jamal Willis scored a touchdown in the fourth. And Hema Hamuli, our producer on game day, uh, caught a pass for a two-point conversion. And BYU won in South Bend 21 to 14 and now they reunite in las vegas the cougars are four and one ranked number 16 notre dame is two and two a three-point favorite i can't wait for saturday i kind of oh, wish it was be, friday because we're, we're gonna have some fun so come join us on uh, game day it's gonna be fun all right caleb chapman is ready with his saxophone for rise and shout i think he's almost ready Fortunately, it's recorded, so he's actually on his honeymoon, so he's not here. Hey, don't but, forget, next week we got CB, the great Curtis Brown, and Devin Durant. Are how, you kidding me? Those are a couple of superstars coming on next week. How good was Curtis Brown? You know, oh, 
He was so fast. People don't. Yeah, he was outstanding. Devin Durant's got a new book out. He's he's dropping it off for you and me. Uh, oh, and that's not that's why he's not coming on the show. But I'm like, if you're coming on the show, we're talking about your new book. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, when when you're looking at a low post score in BYU history, um, boy, was there anyone in, any better than Devin Durant? So smooth, silky smooth, Devin Durant. All right, it's time for Caleb Chapman, Rise and Shout on the Saxophone. Really one of the coolest renditions we've ever heard. This is our good night music. We'll all sleep well hearing this because it means BYU has won, and it's the Rise and Shout on the Saxophone, which is pretty cool. DJ, fire it up. Thanks to Travis Hansen, Rob Jensen, and Dwayne Oaks for joining us live tonight. Blaine, safe travels from New York. Yep. I'll, I'll, be back to, I'll be back in Utah tomorrow. See, see y'all. You, see you on game day, and then we'll all see you next week right here on Wise Guys. The podcast will be up tomorrow. We hope you enjoy it. Subscribe and, uh, and, and join us for years to come, uh, YouTube, Twitch, and wiseguys.com. Thank you for watching and listening. We'll see you next week.